might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. Twins double dip, Dave. Open up the check, boy. You couldn't even make it in time for my fight. You at least owe me 500 for that. And Big Cat, one of my boys, texted me saying I'm getting a $500 accent bonus. Haven't seen it yet, brother, so I'm going to need that before I roll out of here. I would say Spencer deserves it. He's about to have a baby next week. My daughter's doing five days, so hook it up, Dave. And I'm getting married in September. I already have a kid. Me and my wife both work hard. I'd say just give us both a bonus, make it a tax write-off. It's better than letting the fucking Biden administration waste your tax dollars. So donate it, write it off instead of paying the taxes and letting him send it to like Pakistan for a gender study that they're not even going to use. Fuck the Biden administration, give your money to us, at least it'll be well spent. That shit in America, stimulate the local economy, dude. We fought our ass off, you see this blood coming out of my nose. Paid in full, brother, what do you think? I don't know, I think they should both be paid. I think we got to give them both money. Like. Double accent of the night bonus. I don't think that we've ever done that before. Usually it's just a one-off deal. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. What the fuck are you niggas talking about this week? Huh, you motherfuckers talking about FIFA 23? You niggas talking about friendlies? You niggas talking about Alexander Zinchenko? Bruh, hey, what the fuck? fuck are you niggas talking about? You motherfuckers are silly. <laughs> it gets silly. It gets silly, bruv. Hey, I'm currently looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy we have ever seen. And by we, I'm talking about us, me and my people. Right? Pardon our parlance. <laughs> me and my people, you know, scientists, right? Astrophysicists, right? Hey, I'm looking at the oldest galaxy we have ever seen. Listen, I'm kidding. I'm not a fucking scientist. By we, I'm talking about human beings, of course, obviously. Right? I'm looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy we have ever seen. What the fuck are you niggas talking about? Huh? You niggas talking about what? What, Drake meeting Black Coffee? Drake writing a fucking love letter to Black Coffee, bruh? Hey, evidently these motherfuckers are docking. Right? Drake and Black Coffee be docking on the fucking low. There's what it is. It's a beautiful fucking thing. All I'm saying is, I'm looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy we have ever seen. Legit. Bruh, yo, salute to the James Webb Space Telescope. Salute, bruv. 
Yo, fam, yo, the James Webb is out here performing miracles. It's out here doing the fucking Lord's work. Inshallah. Allah Akbar. And whatnot. <laughs> Bruh, yo, the James Webb is out here walking on water. All fucking facts. Literally walking on sunshine. This what it is. Bruh, yo, I'm looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy we have ever seen. In the universe. The jib, bruv. It's incredible. Right? Bruv, what is this galaxy dates back to just 300 million years after the Big Bang. Bruv, yo. Amazing. This galaxy popped up 300 million years after the Big Bang. Think about that. Let that shit sink in, bruv. I'm looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy we have ever seen in the universe. What are you niggas talking about? Magda Stallion? Huh? Cardi B? Oh, oh, you heard a new song, Maui? The fuck are you niggas talking about? The mm. fuck are you talking about? Mm. The fuck are you talking about? It's alive. The game is alive. FIFA is alive. Look at the crowds wildin' outside of the Etihad. Look at that. Motherfuckers waving flags. Look at that. Motherfuckers waving scarves. Look at that. I think I saw troops. The Jibruv. I think I saw troops. Back again. Back again. Bruv, I think I saw them boys from Arsenal Fan TV. The game is alive. Look at the fucking blaze of grass. The game is alive. Look at Kylian Mbappe running. The game is alive. It's alive. Fucking technology, bruv. Fucking technology, bruv. Yo, what the fuck are you niggas talking about? Look at the fans, Maui. The fans are incredible on FIFA 23. It's amazing. I think I saw myself. I think I saw my mama. Papa! Where the fuck are you, papa? I think I saw my mom. Bruv, yo, 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 when, yo, listen. When we were growing up, bruv, my mother, my mother did everything by herself. My father was nowhere to be seen, Maui. Right? Bruv, hey, I think I saw my father. The game is alive. It's alive. That's what you motherfuckers are talking about? Huh? You niggas are talking about FIFA, bruv? Fam, yo, do you know what I'm doing, bruv? Huh? I'm out here performing experiments. Oh, lies, lies, lies. And everywhere is lies. Am I lying? Of course I'm lying. I'm a fucking politician. I am not a fucking comedian, bruv. Fuck comedy. I'm done. I'm a fucking politician, bruv. All we do is lie. That's a lie, too. I am not a politician. I'm a fucking comedian, bruv. There's what it is. I'm out here performing experiments. Right? Am I lying? Of course I'm lying. I'm out here chilling with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. Am I lying? Of course I'm lying. I don't know that man. I've never met that man. Bruv, I'm out here chilling with Bill Nye, the science guy. That's a lie. Hey, I'm all here chilling with Bill Nye, the science guy. Hey, touch the sky. Hey, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> hey, bruv, I'm all here chilling with Bill Nye, the science guy. Boom, bye, bye. That's a lie. That's a lie. 
Hey, boom, bye, bye. Hello, that's a lie. That's a lie. Bruv, yo, yo. I'm losing my mind, fuck it. I've already lost my mind. I'm a crazy person. It's all catatonic at this fucking point. I'm gone. I'm a fucking lost cause. Of course I'm lying. Of course I'm lying. I'm all your cracking jokes. Right? I'm all your cracking jokes. Looking at an image of the oldest galaxy I have ever seen. Legit, brother. Yo, dude. That, yo, listen. I'm looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy I've ever seen. And listen, bruv, I've seen a lot of old galaxies, bruv. I've seen a lot of old galaxies in my day. <laughs> what you rolling, though? What you rolling, well, though? I'm rolling that dead out back. Oh, shit, okay, okay. You Get us back then. Get us back. You rolling dead guys. niggas, fast. That's just sticky, That's all right. Sticky, I it? do need, yeah, but I do. I ain't gonna lie. I threw in some of mine. I still need... Dead people. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Fuck is you talking about, nigga? Bruh. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood to smoke a dead ass. Up that big bitch. Up that big bitch. My hands are full. Fuck that. Up that bitch. You telling me right now if an op came down the block right now. He's gone. (laughs) Oh my dad, nigga. Fuck is you talking about, nigga? Fuck is you talking about? She grabbed the wood with the Old galaxies be wildin'. Old galaxies be popping in for real niggas worldwide. Old galaxies like Chris Jenner. Old galaxies like JLo. Old galaxies be out here winking at the fucking boy. And I'd be like, meh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You are old enough to be my grandmother. Fuck it. You are old enough to be my grandmother's mother. Fuck it. You are old enough to be my grandmother's mother's mother. Fuck it. Hey, take it easy. That's all I'm saying. Old galaxies be out here winking at the boy at the fucking grocery store. And I be like, ma, no. Uh-uh. Now nah, we ain't doing that. What you say? What you say? I say, whoever threw that paper, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> Old galaxies want to test drive the Milky Way. And I be like, uh-uh. No. King aman. Uh-uh. Nah, bro. Yo, nah, take it easy. Old galaxies be out here trying to milk the boy. And I be like, ma, uh-uh. Granny, no. How about read the fucking Bible to me? How about, how about teach me about apartheid? How about break down politics to the boy? Let's talk about Ntsu and taxi. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about snuff. Huh? Let's talk about the science behind snuff. Bruh, hey, old galaxies, be out here, be out here trying to scoop me up. And I'd be like, yo, listen, hey, hey, I'm trying to buy cabbage. Hey, bruv, I'm trying to buy lettuce, take it easy. I'm trying to buy coffee, take it easy. Old galaxies be horny as fuck. And I'd be like, bruh, hey, I'm not about that. Okay, bruv? I don't move like that. I'm a fucking married man. And my wife is my age. Oh, fucking facts, bruv. I don't do old galaxies, my nigga. I'm the fucking Milky Way. Look at me, bruv. I still have that, that fucking spring in my step. Right? I still got that fucking youthful exuberance. I still got a lot of life in me, bruv. Right? And my wife, and my wife is my age. My wife is my age, bruv. 
I don't do this whole, yo, yeah, I must be five years old or shit. Nah, bruv. I was born in 92, and my wife was born in 92 too, bruv. There's what it is. Player one, player two. See, Hamba say two, two by two. Man, Petri flew now, Petri flew. Achoo! Bruh, hey, I'm looking at a picture of the oldest galaxy we have ever seen. And by we, I'm talking about us, all of us. The fucking experts. Right? The fucking experts. I'm talking about Black Twitter. Right? Them niggas, yo, bruv, Black Twitter motherfuckers are experts. Bruh, yo, pray for my dog. Shit. God damn it, bruv. Yo, pray for my G. That fucking dude who plays, who plays Lawrence. On insecure bra, yo, pray for that boy. The autumn night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole. I think whatever God there may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell collective circumstance, I have not cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of fate, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the shadow of the shade. Yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate and how punishment charged the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Pray for Jay Ellis. <laughs> bruh, hey, pray for that boy. You know what, bruv? I'm going to kneel right now. Let me fucking kneel right now, bruv. I'm gonna face Mecca right now, bruv. I gotta pray for that boy. I gotta, I gotta pray. God bless our food, amen. Bruh, yo, I had to do it. I had to do it, bruv. Yo, Jay Ellis is out here looking like food in these streets. <laughs> bruh, hey, black women are pissed off because Jay Ellis is now making that Top Gun money. And guess what? He got married last week to a snow bunny. Snow bunny. Right? Hey, bruv, happy Easter. How about that? Get Easter, Antoizen. <laughs> Right? Happy Easter, my nigga. And of course, he got a kid with her. Hey, bruv, hey, listen. I'd like to take this moment to salute Issa Rainham. Because, bruv, they did an amazing job hiding this girl. Salute. They did an incredible job hiding Jay Ellis's now wife. Bruv, yo, salute, my nigga. Black women are pissed off. Because Jay Ellis got married last week to a white woman. God damn it. Love is love though, right? Right? Hey, bruv. Hey. Love is love. Hey, right? Jay Ellis pulled up to his fucking wedding rocking a maroon suit. I mean, hey, what's going on? Get a fucking stylist. Hey, bruv. Hey, what's going on? This nigga. Yo, bruv. Yo, I was like, hey, what's going on, fam? 
What's happening? He was all red. I was like, bruh, sup with the burgundy, bruv. Huh? What's up with the burgundy, bruv? Hey, fam. Burgundy from head to toe. My nigga, get a fucking stylist. Get a stylist. Get a fucking stylist, bruv. Hey, he posted those fucking wedding pictures. Right over him and his wife. On Instagram, of course. As you do. It's 2022. I mean, as you do. Right? Two by two. Some are so by two. My pet they flew. Now pet they flew. Hey, two. Young Tola boy. Young Tola giant boy. Hey, bruv. As you do in 2022. He posted the pictures on Instagram. And then. And then. <laughs> and then he switched off the fucking comments. <laughs> right? Hey, bruv. Because. Because he knows, right? He knows that. He fucked up though, right? Alright. Hey, bruv. He knows though, right? Hey, bruv, listen. Love is love though, right? Love is love. However, Jay Ellis knows that he fucked up though, right? He knows that he fucked up. You know? I mean, bruv, he got married to a white woman after selling a fucking fantasy, bruv. Right? After selling a fantasy on HBO, right, that that he's into black women, bruh, y'all fam, listen, yo, he sold the fucking fantasy, and you motherfuckers bought it, you motherfuckers bought it, bruh, so you know what, Jay Ellis is now technically a fucking politician, right, right, hey bruv, hey, hey, he sold something, and then you motherfuckers bought it. Hey, listen. He sold y'all a fucking lie. You motherfuckers got bamboozled. You niggas got played. Right? And y'all allowed this motherfucker to play y'all. He got married to a white chick. Now, listen, bruv. Love is love, though, right? Love is love. <laughs> hey, bruv. Hey, love is love. And I hope that all of these fucking old galaxies eventually find love. Motherfuckers be, hey bruv, motherfuckers be getting married in their 80s. Hey bruv, yo, baby boomers don't give up. Old motherfuckers don't give up, bruv. Old people be out here fucking. Bruv, yo, old people be out here getting married. These motherfuckers don't give up. Visit your local old people's nursing home. Bruh, hey, these motherfuckers be out here spreading STDs. Motherfuckers got gonorrhea. Motherfuckers got HPV. Motherfuckers got herpes. Because they be fucking. Well into their fucking 80s. Well into their fucking twilight years. It never stops when it comes to fucking geriatrics. It never stops when we are dealing with fucking octogenarians. It never stops. When we are talking about nonagenarians, it never stops. These motherfuckers don't give up. They don't give up on love. 
They don't give up on sex. But you know what, bruv? They always give up on their families. And listen, fam, it's a beautiful thing because the feeling is mutual. Right? They give up on their fucking families. And guess what? Their families don't fuck with them neither. My Nana sauce is delicious. That woman right there, bruv, yo, she's an incredible cook. Heaven sent, I tell you, bruv. Jamie Oliver, I tell you, bruv. All fucking facts, bruv. Hey, bruv, hey, my Nana sauce is amazing. My Nana sauce would mend a broken heart. God damn it. Hey, bruh, her fucking hands were touched by the fucking Pope himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pope, pious and dun dun. Yeah, 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 Hitler's Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, bruv, hey, that's neither here nor there. Okay, bruv, all I'm saying is, my Nana's, my Nana's sauce is incredible. But, but the moment my Nana starts, starts peeing on herself, right, and, and fucking, you know, starts, starts swimming in a sauce, Right? The moment my Nana's genitalia starts fucking drowning in her sauce, bruh, I ship her out. <laughs> hey, bruv, I ship her out. Okay, fam? Because, because that's how it works. It's the fucking cycle of life, bruv. To life, to life, Lechayim. Lechayim, to life. Life has a way of amusing us, blessing and bruising us. Drink Lakayum to life. I won't believe it. What's gotten life into him? Oh, maybe a couple virgin Kubelibres that turned out to be kind of slutty. You didn't. Hey, you do your experiments, I do mine. <laughs> Ncha is Anchanyan. And listen, bruv, I'm the big dog right now. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I don't make the fucking rules. Okay, bruv, I'm at the top of the fucking food chain right now. I'm the big dog right now. Legit! My grandparents are the small dogs. Okay, bruv, I make the fucking decisions right now. Niggas, niggas are falling apart. <laughs> bruh, niggas are falling apart. I'm the big... Hey, I don't make the rules. I'm the big dog right now. Right? Their fucking, bruh, listen. Their fucking destiny is in my hands. Niggas are falling apart. Right? Knees are buckling, bruh. Hey, I'm the big dog. <laughs> I'm the big dog right now. Right? And listen, bro. Yo, yo, listen. You, you know what they say, right? Right? You know what they say. The fucking cliche. You, you know what they say. Every dog has its day. 
And my day gonna come. One day, I'm gonna be the small dog in the fucking equation. And my kids, or, or, or their kids, right? Or my kids' kids, right? Are gonna ship me out. And they're gonna be like, nah, Grandpa, Pa, uh-uh, we ain't doing this. We ain't doing this, bruv. Granddad, you just fucking puked on my hoverboard. <coughs> Granddad, you a fucking bigot. Okay? On top of that, you be out here puking all over the place. You are fucking prejudiced against my artificially intelligent wife. Granddad, you gotta go! We ain't doing this! Granddad, you are an asshole. Granddad, what? You are still talking about FIFA 23? We get it! We get it! The fucking crowd was alive! We get it! We get it! You are still talking about FIFA 23? Bitch, hey, we have, we have the metaverse! And I'd be out there going, oh, we, we built, we built the metaverse, uh, Zuckerberg, uh, uh, we, we, uh, Sunda Pichai, we b built it, Tim Cook, Apple, we, we built it, and I'd be like, Granddad, we don't give a fuck, we don't give a fuck, Grand Granddad, Granddad, did you fucking pee on my AR glasses, Yo, I'm gonna kill this fucking old man. I'm gonna kill. Granddad, you gotta go! You gotta go. Okay? You got. You, you gotta go. You gotta go. I can't afford to serve. To serve the best years of my life. Right? In a fucking Facebook prison. I can't afford to get suspended on Instagram, bruh! You gotta go! Jay, bruv. Right, that's how, listen bruv, that's the way love goes. Legit bruv, that's just the way love goes. All fucking facts. We live in a crazy fucking world. Hence I'm out here praying for my dogs. Because my dogs need some protecting from the fucking devil. And in this case, bruv, hey, in this case, unfortunately, the devil <laughs> is black women. <laughs> I love black women. My wife is black. Hey, I'm a black dude. Right? But, bro, hey, I'm all you praying for my dogs because my dogs need some fucking protection. My dogs, people like Jay Ellis. Have your mercy, Yes. Jesus, praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, God. Yes. We don't want no devils in the house, God. Yes, Lord. We want the Lord. Yes, Jesus. I'm all you praying for my dog. Like, God, please, please, God, protect my niggas. Protect my niggas from evil. My brother, my brother Jay Ellis has white girl syndrome. He's got that fucking OJ thing, that Kanye thing. Please protect my dog. Right? Protect my nigga from evil. Bruh, yo, hey, unfortunately. The evil I'm talking about, in this case, in this particular case, is black women. Black women are pissed off, bruv. Y'all, black women are not happy. Right? Bruv, they ripped that man to shreds. Okay? 
black women, bro. Hey, black women are not happy at all. And listen, bro, I get it. I fucking get it, man. Right? Most of my black sisters are single. Most of my black sisters get played. Right? But he's black niggas. And then these motherfuckers go on to marry white women. I was already dead again. You can hurt me, only God. Party till I die. With my chin up high. Fuck em all, fuck em Twerk like it's my last day on this earth. Let the dollar make a work, work. Party till I die. With my chin up high. Fuck em all, fuck em like it's my last day on this earth Let the dollar make a work work I ain't scared of death But I fear your damn as dead as breath All the drugs in your face I am blessed with a smile It's a bitch and a half Bruv, black women Be out here getting played All day, every day By a black man And then these niggas Go on to marry women From other races Bruh, ain't that a bitch? It's a bitch, right? Hey fam, it's a bitch and a half it's a bitch. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's a bitch and a half. All fucking facts, bruv. Yo, black people can't catch a break. Yo, Jay, we can't catch a break. It's all day, every day. All fucking facts, bruv. Yo, being black is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. Niggas don't fuck with us, bruv. Niggas hate us for no reason, or maybe, or maybe there's a reason. Right? Maybe some random nigga somewhere in Africa, back in like the fifth century, touched some fucking, some sorcerer's gold or some shit, bruh. Hey, are we cursed? I'm starting to think that the black community, Africans, are fucking cursed. Jesus fucking Christ, bruh. We can't catch a break. I mean, fam, first. Fuck. First. <sighs> First, the Bodega Boys break up. Fuck. Bruh, yo, yo, first, first, the Bodega Boys break up. Now, every day I wake up, Vladimir Putin has something to say. Fucking hell, bro. Shut the fuck up. Somebody please tell Vladimir to shut the fuck up. Bruh, hey, yo, Vladimir, please. Vladimir, nobody... Wants to hear from ya, sir. We ain't trying to talk to you, bruv. Shut the fuck up! Bruv, yo, fam, yo. The Bodega Boys broke up. They broke up. Hey, hey, fam, listen. Hey, am I heartbroken? No. I'm a G, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm gangster. Like, I... Feel me, bruv? Am I sad? Nah. I'm not sad. No sad, bruv. The fucking Bodega Boys broke up. Am I sad? No. That's a fucking lie. That's a lie, bruh. Yo, fam, listen, it's on brand. I'm a fucking politician, bruh. First, the Bodega Boys break up. Every day I wake up. Fuck. Every day I wake up. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez has something to say. Fuck it, hell. Shit. I mean, bruh. Hey, 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 what the fuck was AOC doing last week? What was that about? Hey, bruv, 
Hey, what the fuck? Hey, dude, I'm confused, bruv. Like, hey, what the fuck was AOC doing last week? Huh? Bruh, pretending to be handcuffed? I mean, hey, AOC, uh-uh. Nah, 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 bruh. AOC and her Muslim friend, Ilhan Omar, right, pretended to be in cuffs last week because, you know, they went out there, right, to the fucking Supreme Court, right, and they were out there fucking demonstrating, right, for fucking women rights and abortion rights, bruh. Hey, hey, and then, and then a few of them got arrested, quote unquote. Put that shit in air quotes, right? A few of these motherfucking Democrats got arrested. However, they weren't cuffed. Right? But, but, that didn't stop them from pretending to be cuffed. Yep. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. How about a man? You know? Like, bruv, hey, how about a man? Yo, but late. All fucking facts, bruv. Yo, these bitches had their arms behind them. As though handcuffed by the cops, but they weren't. They weren't in cuffs. Right? But bruv, hey, they posed as if they were in cuffs until a fucking video surfaced. Right? Of these fucking bitches <laughs> raising their fucking arms. Right? Throwing up the black power fist. Bruh, when I saw that, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. Just add something. Just add value. Vomit on my QAnon sweater already. Mom spaghetti. Bruh, yo, I've been radicalized. Okay, bruv, hey, I've been radicalized. That's a fucking lie. I'm a politician. I told you, motherfuckers. Right? I'm a fucking politician. Bruv, yo, this shit right here is on brand. Because all politicians do is lie. Right? Lying is their thing, bruv. Legit, how many times has fucking Joe Biden lied to the American people? How many times did Donald Trump lie? How many times did Obama lie? Right? And now, now people like me and AOC, like politicians like me and AOC, bruh, hey, firebrands like me, AOC and Ilhan Omar are out here fucking lying all day, every day because this is what we do. We are political scientists. Slash bartenders. Bruh, this is what we do. Right? We are fucking, bruh, we are political masterminds. Slash masturbators, bruh. This is what we do. This is what we do. Right? Bruh, hey, we are political beasts. And also, you know, we got juicy asses. This is what we do. We are people of color. We are POCs. Right? One pock, two pock, three pocks, chicken pox. This is what we do. This is what we do. Man who sleep with other men have monkey pox. This is what we do.
this is what we do. All we do is lie. Right? Lies, lies, lies. Everywhere is lies. Bro, this is what we do. We are fucking politicians. These bitches. <laughs> We're out here pretending to be handcuffed. What the fuck are you doing? Bruv, if you are going to act, right, as if you are handcuffed, how about complete the fucking act? Go through with the fucking act. Don't just summer and G. Break the fucking cuffed pose just to, just to throw up a fucking black power fist. I mean, bruh, hey, it's not the same. Right? Hey, unfortunately, unfortunately, huh, wait, what? Unfortunately, it's not the same. Hey, AOC, AOC, you are not Rosa Parks. Okay, your struggle doesn't carry the same weight as Rosa Parks' struggle. I mean, bruv, hey, obviously, yeah, huh. obviously, oh, of course, yeah, obviously, it's not the same. Now, bruv, hey, I'm not saying that abortion rights aren't important. I'm not saying that, right? Bruv, hey, I'm pro-choice. Okay? I'm pro-choice. But bruv, hey, once in a while, I'm pro-life. Listen, hey. Hey, listen, I'm pro-choice. When two elephants fight, the grass beneath it actually suffers. Listen to me, we're not stupid. We're stupid. We're stupid. We're stupid, girl. We're I'm not dumb. I'm a clever fitter. How to do that? I'm not if you want to kill your baby because you want to pursue interior design, bruh, hey, do you? Okay? If you want to kill your baby because you want to play with wallpaper, my nigga, do you? Your body, your choice. Right? Evidently, you know, the fucking baby daddy doesn't matter in this fucking equation, right? It's all about you. It's all about the woman because the woman has to carry the baby for nine months. Right? So men don't matter. Right? Hey, listen. Hey, if you want to kill your baby because the baby is going to slow you down, my nigga, kill the baby. Right? You want to pursue acting. Right? You want to be a painter. You want to be a sex worker. Kill the baby. The kid is going to slow you down. You want to go to Dubai. Right? You want to get BBLs. You want to get Brazilian butt lifts. Hey, be careful out there. Hey, hey, dear South African women, be careful out there. I see you bitches flying to Turkey to get your fucking BBLs. Be careful out there. Right? Hey, bruv. Hey, be careful. Be careful. Because the fucking Brazilian butt lift is killing people 
be careful out there. Okay? Be careful out there. Bruv, the Brazilian butt lift is among the most dangerous aesthetic procedures. Hey, bruv, in 2017, it had the highest death rate of any cosmetic surgery in the United States of America. Be careful out there. Right, you bitches, you bitches are trying to be like the fucking Kardashians. Be careful out there. Right? Be careful, that's what I'm saying. You bitches wanna be fucking Drea Michelle, bruh. Be careful out there. Okay, bruv? Baby, go, pay that, go, go. Bitch, go on here, being over. Bitch, go ahead and shake that ass. Go ahead and shake it. Bitch, go on here, being over. Bitch, go ahead and shake that ass. Go ahead and shake it. Bitch, go on. Oh, no. No, no. This isn't music. No, I don't like this, David. No, that's enough. No, David, I don't like that. No. My advice is simple. If you want a big ass, listen. If you fall pregnant, keep the baby. Oh, wait, wait. If you fall pregnant legitimately, right? If, if you fall pregnant, sans rape. Okay, fam? Hey, bruv. If you fall pregnant, minus the fucking rape, minus incest, because some of you motherfuckers are wild, right? Some of you South African chicks and dudes are wild. You motherfuckers be out here hooking up with your fucking cousins. Oh, Maui, oh, she's three times removed. She's still your cousin. Oh, he was two times removed. Still your fucking cousin. So, bruv, if you fall pregnant, legitimately... Right? My advice is keep the kid. And then and then keep the fucking pregnancy weight. And then fly to Turkey to get all of that fucking fat transferred into your ass. Bada bing, bada boom, everybody wins. Right? Everybody wins. The baby gets to keep his fucking life. And you, you, you get a fat ass. Amen. 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 Everybody wins. It's easy. Right? Christians get what they want. Right? And the fucking baby gets to keep his or her, they or them's life. And you, hey, you get rewarded with a fat ass at the end of this bullshit-ass rainbow. Bruh, hey, that's how it works. Right? The math is simple. Everybody wins. Keep the baby, keep the fat, transfer the fat to your ass. Bada bim, bada boom. Right? Bruh, I'm a fucking genius. There's what it is. Everybody wins. And of course, right, you are going to pull up to your fucking city. With a fat ass like the AOC. And somebody's gonna catcall you. That's how it works. That's life. That's the fucking cycle of life. Bruh, did y'all see that video of Alexander Ocasio-Cortez getting catcalled? That shit. Yo, bro. Yo, that shit. Yo, dude, that shit is wild. That white boy is a wild boy. He's a wild boy. The Isaiah Factor Uncensored starts right now. 
And welcome to The Factor Uncensored, and thanks for joining us. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is dealing with a racist and sexist-ass troll in real life. She posted and later deleted a video of an anti-abortion activist harassing her in Washington, D.C. Now, while she was walking into the Capitol, this happened. AOC, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. Incredible. Incredible. And he thought that was acceptable. Nah, 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 nah. He's got the dog. I'm sorry. That white boy has got that dog in him. He pulled up to the fucking, to the capital. He pulled up, bro. Hey, he pulled up to the fucking Capitol. And he told AOC to her face that she's she's his favorite big booty Latina. I mean, bro, he's got that dog in him. Oh, 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 oh. Yo, bro, yo, fam, yo, this nigga, this nigga brought that fucking... That fucking locker room talk to the streets. He brought that fucking locker room talk to the Capitol. Oh, 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 oh. It's crazy. She's my favorite big booty Ladina. To her face, my nigga. To her face. To her face. She wants to kill babies, but, but she's still my favorite. She's still my favorite big booty Latina. To her face. Is it a bit racist? Of course, but my nigga, listen. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> right? And bro, hey, hey, I have to fucking respect it. Legit. I have to. Hey, bro, listen. Listen, I gotta respect it. I gotta respect it. He's got that fucking dog in him, bro. Hey, that nigga has got that if I die, I die mentality. Legit, bro, do you understand how brave one has to be to pull some shit like that at the fucking Capitol? Let that shit sink in, bro. At the fucking government. I mean, bro, hey, yo, this nigga, this nigga is different. At a government building, he told a fucking, bro, a fucking senator or some shit, right? Is she a fucking senator? I don't know. Yeah, yo, fam, he told AOC whatever she is, right? <laughs> Whatever she is in the fucking U.S. government. He was like, bro, hey, you got a big ass. And I like it. Now what? You got to respect it, bro. I mean, nah, 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 nah. Is it crass? Yeah. Is it nasty? Yeah, of course. Right? If I was there, yo, listen. I was going to kick his ass. However, I got to respect it, though. Right? Do, hey, bruv, do I tolerate disrespect towards women? No, I don't. Right? I'm all about, I'm all about protecting the bitches. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, bruv? Okay? I'm all about protecting the bitches. And by bitches, I'm talking about rappers. I'm talking about rappers. Right? I mean, I mean, hey, Casper Vast, you know, like, yo, he, he's a bit insecure, that guy, ne? It's Casper Vast character, bro. Yo, listen, I've never understood Casper, like, like, you know, like, well, why did he diss vocalistic? Like, well, like, why? 
Like, why did he mention focalistic? I know that he came out and said that he didn't diss Foka. But, bruv, hey, why did you mention him on your song? Huh? This nigga pulled up and said, I inspired all of you niggas, including Foka. Why? Why did you mention Foka? Huh? You insecure. You wanna say that I insecure, don't I? Yeah. Aren't you the richest in the game? Aren't you like... You know, Don, Billy, something, Billy, my billion. Aren't you, aren't you like, I, I don't get it. Like, aren't you Don, Bill Gates or some shit? Like, bro, hey, like, what, what's going on? I'm confused. Why did you mention Foka? Ay, 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 I'm all about protecting the bitches, bro. This what it is. This thing is not about mang lemang from Pittoria to Paris, Ketawa Eu, Pila Pila when I sent away inspired by Enna. But what? Hashtag I never change that day. Hang on, once again, no Eiffel Tower, Larry. I'll take. I'll take. Kill it once. Kill Jambi said into a blade. Kill Jambi, Ergil Jambi said into a blade. Nashi. Kennago Eiffel Tower, waiting waiting. I say all of that to say this. Hey, AOC, your big Latina ass is not Winnie Madigizela Mandela. Okay, how about, hey, take your fat ass home. How about that? Hey, hey, AOC, how about take your big Latina ass? Hey, hey, how about take your juicy ass home? How about that? How about that? AOC, AOC, listen, listen, listen. Your fight, your fight is not the same as the fight that Rosa Parks was fighting. Okay? And listen, bruv, yo, yo, she loved it. Like, bruv, your AOC loved it when the cops arrested her, bruv. Yo, she fucking enjoyed that. Right, because it's all about the fucking photo op for AOC. She wants to look like a hero. She wants to look like a fucking freedom fighter when she's not. Right? Bruv, yo fam, it's all a fucking demagoguery. Right? All of these fucking histrionics. Like, like all of these motherfuckers are demagogues. <laughs> AOC is a fucking demagogue. Right? Like, bruv, yo, she wants to be a fucking struggle hero. And it doesn't work like that. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. This Latina. It's embarrassing, bruv. Yo, fam, AOC is embarrassing. She wants to be a fucking struggle hero. She wants to be a fucking Black Panther so bad. It's sad. Legit, bruv, at this rate, it's fucking sad. Legit. She legit wants to get shot by the cops. Right? She wants to look like a fucking hero. She wants to look like a freedom fighter. She wishes, bruv. 
All facts. She wishes that the cops would have unleashed the fucking German shepherds. She wishes! Because that's what she wants. Right? She wants to get beat up by the fucking cops just so that she can say that she got beat up by the cops. That's what she wants. Right? She wants to be able to say, hey, me and Rosa Parks share the same pain. We have the same story. Yeah. Only, only me and, and Winnie Matigis and Mandela can, can talk about being arrested and being abused by the cops. Only, only us. Only us. <laughs> yeah. Legit, bro. Oh, like, fam, yo, yo, yo. When she got arrested, like, fam, you saw her smiling, smirking. Like, bro, hey, she loves that shit. Legit. Like, bro, she loved getting arrested. She enjoyed getting arrested because it's all histrionics. It's all theater. It's a fucking joke. These motherfuckers are liars. It's a fucking joke to these people. They don't give a fuck about you and I. Politicians don't care about you and I. They don't give a flying fuck, bruv. What's going on in India, fam? Right? Study India, bruv. <laughs> like, fam, hey, politicians don't care. Study India, bruv. Yo, 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 fam. I mean, hey, yuck. India, India, ah, uh -uh. yuck. Okay, how about stop swimming, stop fucking bathing, and stop praying in the fucking Gange River? How about that? Millions of Hindus will be swimming in the Ganges this week for the annual Magh Mela festival, just as they have for years. But it's not a pleasant swim. The Ganges is one of the world's most polluted rivers. That isn't just a problem for swimmers. More than 500 million people depend on the Ganges as their main source of water. And despite a multi-billion dollar cleanup initiative that India announced in 2014, the river hasn't gotten any safer for them. come to see the beautiful Ganga here to experience its warmth that is giving it to us. Tell me about the spiritual significance that you feel. It cannot be said, it is to be felt. For India's nearly one billion Hindus, who believe that if a body is burned and returned to the river at Varanasi, it can escape reincarnation. The Ganges is one of the most sacred places on Earth, but it's also one of the most polluted. Oh, dear Jesus. You can smell it. How much sewage is coming out there right now? 150 million liters per day. How many people's sewage is that? One million. So that's the shit of a million people flowing into the Ganga yeah. every day. Yeah. This is just one drain. Environmental scientist Rakesh Jaiswal has been campaigning for a cleaner Ganges for 25 years. Today, Ganga is more polluted than it was 30 years ago. And 
last 24 years, I have seen the situation worsening only. No improvement at all. In total, drains along the Ganges empty a billion gallons of raw sewage and industrial waste into the river every day. Decomposing bodies make their way into the water from riverside crematoriums. And in Kanpur, hundreds of tanneries release toxic chemicals and heavy metals into the river, which is the city's source of water. Half of Kanpur city, including me, was getting drinking water from River Ganga. The water there was highly contaminated, containing uh, city wastewater and also a contaminated discharge from TB hospital, tuberculosis hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah. As you can imagine, contaminated water puts the population at risk of disease, including cholera, typhoid, and viral diarrhea. Why aren't there processing centers or uh, you know water treatment facilities or infrastructure, basically? To... This is the inability and inefficiency of the government. In 2014, Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced Namami Gange, a $3 billion cleanup initiative. The government commissioned an official pop anthem for the river, and there has been talk of starting breeding programs with flesh-eating turtles that can deal with decomposing bodies in the water. But Namame Gange never took off. Three years later, reports say that just $205 million has been spent, and India's top environmental court declared it a failure, saying, quote, not a single drop has been cleaned so far. Three years are already gone, and uh, there is nothing concrete on the ground. Not even one waste like management no, facility? not even uh, one new treatment plant. In March 2017, a court in Uttarkhand took the matter into its own hands and gave the Ganges legal personhood status. What does giving a river the status of personhood do for the river? Theoretically, what it can do is just like a, a, a legal entity can sue somebody. But there were no lawsuits. Shortly after the Ganges became a legal person, the Supreme Court intervened and stopped it. Giving um, a legal right or a legal status by itself will mean nothing. Shadan Farasat is a Supreme Court lawyer. He says that giving the Ganges the right to sue polluters has some logical issues, and not just because a river can't represent itself in court. It doesn't really emphasize how that status of a juristic or legal personality is going to help in cleaning up the river or improving the ecosystem of the river. That analysis is completely absent from the judgment. So is it purely symbolic? I would think so. You know, it's the court trying to clean up the river, but with the wrong tool. When the personhood order was scrapped, a legal route to forcing government action was closed. But not everyone is worried about the toxic waste and sewage that continue to pour into the Ganges. There's a persistent myth among the public and even scientists that the river is so holy, it's essentially self-cleaning. If you drink the water, then it will help in improvement of your health. B.D. Tripathi is a professor and former expert for the National Ganga River Basin Authority, the agency responsible for overseeing the implementation of Modi's cleanup program. He is surprisingly optimistic about the situation. If you increase the flow into the water, then 60 to 80 percent organic pollution problem will be automatically resolved. Really? Yes. You believe that the River Ganga can heal itself if there's more water in the River Ganga? Of course, 100% true. 
if water is there, if flow is maintained, Ganga will solve its own pollution problem. Dilution is the solution of pollution. So we can still Simply. dump sewage into yes, a yes, dump yes, tannery yes, waste. Yes, 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 yes. Tripathi's belief in the Ganges' power is misplaced. Industrial waste accumulates in the environment over time and can't simply be diluted. Still, the river's pollution isn't stopping people from going to the Ganges to be cleansed. So you're not sort of bothered by the pollution? No, not Have you guys taken a dip? I can go do it right now. <laughs> I'm so fond of Ganga. <laughs> you would hop in right now? Yeah, I love Ganga. <laughs> y'all listen listen yo yo narendra modi doesn't give a fuck about his people okay because the state of the gange river is just it's bruh it's it's beyond disgusting okay it's beyond rancid it's beyond putrid it's beyond reprehensible. Bruh, I'm pretty sure the fucking miasma is insane. Bruh, hey, the Gange River is a fucking sewer pit. Let's just call it what it is. Bruh, hey, do yourself a favor and Google the Gange River. <laughs> Bruh, hey, listen, you are going to puke a couple of times. Okay? Gange is spelled G-A-N-G-E. Right, Gange, right, and river is spelled R-I-V-E-R for all of you dumb fucks out there. Do better. Bruh, hey, the Gange River is a fucking disaster. Okay, bruv, it's a fucking shit show. I'm traumatized by the fucking Gange River, bruv. I'm traumatized. Fam, hey, hey, <laughs> the Gange River has around 150 million liters of sewage flowing into it every day. <laughs> hey, I repeat, okay? 150 million liters of shit flows into the Gange River every day. And these motherfuckers, bro, yo, Indians worship the Gange River, right? They worship that motherfucker so much that, yo, the Gange River is now legally a human being. Yeah, the Gange River now has the same legal rights as human beings. I mean, bro, hey, they worship the Gange River. They believe that the Gange River has healing qualities, bro. Yo, even scientists say some shit like that. And by scientists, I mean, you know, Indian scientists. Right? There's a fucking scientist out there who pulled up and said that the Gange River has, has healing qualities. It can heal itself. <laughs> hey, wait, what, what kind of science is that? You 
motherfuckers have 150 million liters of sewage flowing into the Gange River. How the fuck is it going to heal itself? Bro, we have Indian scientists advising people to continue drinking Gange River water. Scientists. Bruh, hey, hey, listen, listen. We have scientists. I mean, what kind of science is that, my nigga? I mean, fam, hey, I'm a scientist myself. That's a lie. That's a lie. Bruh, hey, 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 as a scientist. That's a fucking lie. Hey, bruv, hey, I'm out here chilling with Bill Nye. That's a fucking lie. That's a lie. I'm a fucking politician, bruv. Hey, as a fucking, as a judicious uh, and and super erudite comedian, right? I'm a fucking erudite, right? I'm an erudite comedian. I'm a learned comedian. I know shit, right? My fucking aura, of course. It's edifying. Learn something. Right? A new fucking pedagogy is afoot. I'm here now. <laughs> I'm here. I'm fu- Hey, bruv. Hey, bruv. I'm fucking here. Bruv, hey. As, as a smart comedian. Okay? Hey, my advice to... To all of these motherfuckers in, in Kanpur city, in India, is, Hey, bruv, avoid that fucking sewer pit. Okay? The Gange River is a fucking sewer pit. I know some of you motherfuckers are out there going, Oh, Maui, oh, the Gange River is sacred. It's sacred, Maui. The Gange River is a holy river, bruh. Hey, listen. You need to shut the fuck up. One of the most sacred places on earth is a fucking sewer pit. That's what it is. That's what the fucking Gange River is. I don't give a fuck if fucking Krishna washed the fucking panties in it. Okay? It's a sewer pit. You motherfuckers have 150 million liters of sewage flowing into it every day. Every, yeah, bro, hey, what's holy about that? What's holy about that, bruv? You niggas have raw sewage, right? You niggas have decomposing bodies from crematoriums flowing into the water, bruh. Hey, what, what's good? Hey, Narendra, nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Nah, 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 nah. I don't give a fuck how sacred this fucking river is, bruv. Okay, bruv? It's a fucking sewer pit. If you dip your body in that body of water, listen, you gonna die. Okay? You gonna fucking clock the fuck out. Narendra Modi doesn't give a fuck about his people. Okay? Because he pulled up a couple of years ago. Right? And he said, yeah, we, we're gonna clean the fucking river. Oh, oh, we are gonna clean it. Right? Nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, things are worse at the Gange River. 
India. Hey, nah. Nah, your sacred river is a piece of shit. Literally. Literally. The fuck is going on, bruv? What's going on? Bruv, yo, the Gange, the Gange is also a source of water for the residents of Kanpur City in India. Bruv, the water has contaminated discharge from a local TB hospital. I, I, I mean, the water has fucking dead bodies, sewage, like TB gunk. I, 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 mean, I mean, nah, bruh. I mean, come on, bruv. Come on, bruv. Hey, listen. Listen, how about at some point, you know? At some point, we have to put the fucking jokes aside. Legit, bruv. We have to start talking about, you know, humanity. Like, like what happened to, to humanity? I mean, bruv, well, what happened to, to, to our fucking, you know, spirit of Ubuntu? Like, like what, what happened, bruv? What happened to that? Huh? I mean, bruv, how does Narendra Modi feel watching his people bathe? <laughs> like, bruv, hey, fucking bathe in a fucking sewer pit. Like, how does he feel? While chilling at his fucking presidential palace. How does he feel? Watching images and videos of his people. Drinking contaminated water. Water that has decomposing bodies in it. I mean, come on, bruv. And then these niggas are talking about flesh-eating turtles. Bruh, hey, what? <laughs> What's going on, dude? Bruv, the Indian government <laughs> recruited these <laughs> Bruv, they recruited flesh-eating turtles to come consume the decomposing bodies in the Gange River. I mean, bruh, hey, wait, what? What kind of science is that? <laughs> bruh, what's going on, dude? What? Like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I'm confused. I'm lost in the fucking sauce. And by the sauce, I mean the Gange River. I'm lost. The fuck is happening, bruv? The water has contaminated discharge from a local TB hospital. I mean, come on, bruv. The Gange is not holy. And also, it's not a guy. <laughs> okay? It's not self-cleaning. The Gange can't take a shower. Right? I know you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers approach the fucking Gange like a person. You motherfuckers treat the Gange like a person. Well, like a fucking hobo. Right? You motherfuckers treat the Gange like a homeless person. The Gange is now legally a person. The Gange has the same rights as people. In India, the Gange is now basically a human being. But you motherfuckers don't treat the Gange like a human being. Oh, 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 you know what? No, no, no. You motherfuckers treat the Gange like a human being. Right? You motherfuckers don't care about other people. People don't care about other people. 
We no longer give a fuck about our neighbors. We don't care about each other anymore. Right? We treat each other like trash. Right? So, you know what? It makes sense that the people of India treat the Gange in this fashion. It makes perfect sense. Right? The Gange is now legally a human being. And they are treating the Gange in the same way that they treat any other person. Right? They don't care. They're handling the Gange in a maladroit fashion because nobody cares about other people. Nobody cares about your pain. Nobody cares about your struggle. Nobody cares about your thoughts. Nobody cares about your fucking dreams, my nigga. Right? So the Gange, the Gange is a metaphor for how humans treat other humans. Right? The Gange is a symbol of that. Credible. So if, so if you want to know how people treat other people, look at the Gange. Right? It's a bitch and a half. Look at the fucking Gange, bruv. Yo, yo, Narendra Modi doesn't give a fuck, bruv. That nigga, yo, bruv, that nigga doesn't give a flying fuck, my nigga. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Like, fam, yo, yo, politicians don't give a fuck worldwide. Worldwide. The ruling class doesn't care about you and I, my nigga. Right? I'm just a fucking jester in their eyes. They don't care about how intelligent I am, how creative I am. They don't give a fuck about my ideas. I don't matter. It's all about them and their power. Right? And their hunger to acquire more, to gobble up more power, gobble up more money, gobble up more votes. Right? Gobble up more control. That's what life is about to these niggas. They don't care about you and I, my nigga. We are just ordinary people. Right? And evidently, we don't know which way to go. We have no idea which way to go, bruv. We are just lost in the fucking gun game, my nigga. Right? And these fucking Betty Nashosauruses are out here just fucking running the world. Right? Burning the fucking planet. It's all about money. It's all about money. It's all about the self. It's all about them. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me, bruv. But niggas care about themselves. Niggas care about their fucking pockets. Nobody cares about, about this. What's happening right now. Right? This fucking vibe. I'm giving out. Right? This fucking care. I'm dishing out right now. Nobody cares about this. Nobody ever talks from this POV. Right? Because niggas only care about, about themselves. It's all about them. It's all about them. So we are fucked. Look at the fucking Gange River, bruv. And learn from that bitch. Because the Gange River is a bitch. Right? The Gange River is a person. And evidently the Gange River is a pussy. Because hey, if I was the Gange River, hey nigga, listen, I, I would've I would have been struck back. Legit, bruv! 
I would have been struck back like the fucking empire, my nigga. All fucking facts. I... Narendra Modi. Narendra. I am your mother. I would have been struck back, my nigga. Legit. The Gange has a pussy. Right? The Gange is a bitch. <laughs> the Gange is a bitch and a half. You bring me back to life, and it's all in the day. Stop playing with them, right? Give you love, give it back. I'm a smoochie like do not attach. Don't assume where I'm at. It get heavy, so I never lie. I picked you, I thought you was different. Like, and fuck all them bitches, you swear I be tripping. Like, I know I'm not tripping, I know I'm not bugging. I try to talk, but you switching the subject. Don't act like it's nothing when you up to something. Don't act like we cuff him or we out in public. Had to dub him, too grimy. I can't love him. Damn, I love when he give me scalati. Why these bitches be all on my body? Do a song the next day, they all copy. If I told you a lie, would you dip? Would you say what you actually did? You were cause I'm actually in. I put all of my pain in a split. Bitches don't win me money like Rick. I can't stand him, only want him. If he pants him, put it on him like a dancer. Give you love, give it back. I'm a smoochie like do not attach. Don't assume where I'm at. It get heavy, so I never lie. I picked you, I thought you was different. Like, and fuck all them bitches, you swear I be tripping. Like, bitch, I'm a demon. Did you dirt? Like, I know the reason. Give me worse, like we could get even. If you bugging, then I'ma start tweaking. Why you stuttering? Why you not speaking? Like, we could chop it. Don't forget, I got a whole lot of options. You a thought you full of that nonsense. Why I see you in all of her comments? Words to you, nasty. You tried it, but it don't get past me. Why you stopping when you could just at me? Tryna pass me, don't attack me. Why you puffing, you missing my daddy? Would you come if I send you the Addy? Pull up and I'm throwing it. Pull up and I'm throwing it gladly. Give you love, give it back. I'm a smoochie like do not attach. Don't assume where I'm at. It get heavy, so I never lie. I picked you, I thought you was different. Like, and fuck all them bitches, you swear I be tripping. Like, Those are the classic that just came out. Nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again. It's a classic. I'm not a classic. Look. Oh, you see, John, you're outside enjoying yeah. the sunshine. It's not too it's, hot, it's, is it? No, it's, it's absolutely lovely. It's, what, 20 degrees out here. It's perfect. But um, on a serious note, folks, um, by early next week, you can scrap 20 degrees. It could well be 40 degrees. I think there will be hundreds, if not thousands, of excess deaths early next week. Yeah. The charts that I can see in front of me are frightening. So we all like nice weather, but this will not be nice weather. This will be potentially lethal weather for a couple of days. It'll be brief, but it'll be brutal. Oh, so, John, you know, we can... We can Oh, oh yeah. so this is so, John. I want us to be happy about the weather and every single. I don't know whether something's happened to meteorologists to make you all a little bit fatalistic and, and <laughs> harbingers of doom, because all of the broadcasts, particularly on on the BBC, every time I've turned on anyone's talking about the weather, they're saying that there's going to be tons of fatalities. But haven't we always had hot weather, John? I mean, wasn't the '76 the summer of '76? That was as hot as this, wasn't it? Uh, no. Uh, and, you know, we are seeing more and more records, more and more frequently and more and more severely. Uh, so, yeah, some people always hark back to the summer of 76, which was a freak event 40 odd years ago, over 40 years ago. 
Uh, but heat waves are becoming more extreme. This is yet another one which is coming down the tracks towards us. And, you know, I don't think we should be too lighted, light-hearted about the fact that, that many are going to die early next week because of the heat. 40 degrees, the sort of temperature that this country, I'm afraid, is just not geared up to cope with. So if you're an employer, I would be worried about early next week how are your workers going to safely get to work. And if you're an employee, then I would be thinking uh, or asking my employer, you know, uh, with, with potentially railway lines becoming buckled and uh, lots of infrastructure disruption, how am I going to get to work? Should I be getting to work? Uh, there'll be COBRA meetings taking place over the next day or so uh, in top level government as just to how the country is going to cope with this kind of heat. And all the computer models are, are now in pretty much agreement that it is going to happen. And it's Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday. And if you go, go on the Met Office uh, website, there's an amber warning for extreme heat for Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. I think it's Monday and Tuesday, which is going to see the peak of the heat, uh, when temperatures will be widely up into the mid, possibly high 30s. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if somebody hits 40. And if we hit 40, that will be unprecedented. The highest temperature we've ever reached or ever recorded in this country is 38.7. There's a good chance we're going to smash that. So you want to take over for Letterman. You want to host Late Show on CBS. Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel, but funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman, I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right, let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right. I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh... This is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't, I, please. Okay, then. Let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go. Funny. 
This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay, last chance and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One, two. Temba Selassie, better known by his Instagram name, Khotman, has seemingly admitted to breaking the law by trading Forex for clients without a license. This fucking guy, bruh, yo, Khotman is different. Khotman doesn't give a fuck, bruv. He doesn't give a fuck. Yo, this nigga, nah, 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 this nigga is above the law. At this fucking rate. At this rate. Yo, bruh. I tip my fucking hat. Okay, bruv. Fam. The Financial Sector Conduct Authority. Warned the public. The South African public. About Khotman. They pulled up and said. Yo. The public has to be cautious. When doing any financial services business. With Temba Selassie. A.K.A. Khotman. Bruh. This nigga doesn't give a fuck. He pulled up and he said. Yeah. I'm a scammer. <laughs> Bruh. Hey. He pulled up and he said. Yeah. I'm a scammer. But bruh. Bruh. Hey. Hey. I'm not just a scammer. No. <laughs> hey. Bruh. I'm, I'm Robin Hood. And they say, well, it's, it's not all about the money. Well, your kids can't eat legacy. The patches on my trunk, that's 30 million alone. So who's really the smartest one in a sport of boxing? If you, don't, if you guys don't want to see me do no exhibitions, don't come. Don't watch. When it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. I don't care if y'all write good stories. I don't care if y'all write bad stories. At the end of the day, I will always have a last laugh. Damn, I'm writing this story about Floyd. But look at the house I go to. And look at the house he go to. Then all the guys that y'all said was extraordinary, the Canelos and the Pacquiao's, I made them look ordinary. And then when I see it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick, <laughs> a quick heist, at the end of the day, I'm the smart one. They say, oh, Floyd don't look good like he used to look. My bank account looking better and better each and every day. Alleged scammer extraordinaire, Temba Selassie, a.k.a. Khotman, pulled up and he said, bruv, yeah, yeah, I trade Forex without a fucking license. However, I do so to help the poor. Bruh, this fucking guy legit believes that he's Robin Hood. I mean, fam, yo, you see, bruv, you see what it takes to be successful, South Africa? Huh? You see what it takes? You have to be delusional. You have to lose your mind a little bit. You gotta go crazy a little bit. This is what it takes to be successful in South Africa in 2022. Fuck it. This is what it takes to be successful in the world. The jib bruv, anywhere on this fucking planet, this is what it takes to be successful. You have to be delusional. This fucking guy is out here scamming the poor. Right? He's out here scamming the poor because, because he wants to help the poor. Amazing. I mean, bro, yo, yo, fam, yo, that fucking logic right there, bro, yo, next level. When we talk, when we talk about next level shit, bro, that's what we are talking about. This nigga doesn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, so I'd hit him on the left, I'd hit him on the right. 
I'd hit him in the fucking center, sir, right? He's fucks don't drink Red Bull. Them bitches don't fly. This nigga doesn't give a flying fuck about anybody, bruv. He legit believes that he's Robin Hood. In his fucking head. He's Robin Hood. This nigga, bruh, this nigga is Robin the Hood. And then he claims that he's Robin the Hood for the hood. Oh, wait, huh, what? What? Huh? He's out here trading Forex without a license because according to him he wants to help the poor bruh yo how the fuck is he helping the poor when everybody he scams is poor <laughs> bruh hey dude this is what it takes to be successful you have to be bruh you have to be a criminal mastermind legit bruv. You have to be a fucking demagogue. You gotta have the fucking gift of the gab. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? You gotta have that fucking dog in you. You gotta have that fucking mamba mentality, bruv. This nigga is an animal. He's different. Hortman is different. He's next level. He's an animal, bruv. Listen, when I grow up, I want to be hot, man, bruv. I want to be this fucking guy because evidently he gets it. Evidently he doesn't give a fuck about your fucking morals, your values, about God, flying doves and shit. He doesn't care. This nigga is different. This nigga doesn't read the Book of Mormon. <laughs> nah, nigga. This nigga doesn't chill with Elon Musk, bruv. Yo, why the fuck is Elon chilling with Mormons? I'm confused. Wait, huh? What, huh? Why the fuck, bruh? Hey, Elon Musk has two financial advisors. One is a strict Mormon, a man of faith. And the other is a Russian professional poker player who dropped out of college because he liked smoking weed. Bruh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> bruh, hey, his financial advisors are the most, bruh, yo, talk about polar opposites, talk about contradictions, like, bruh, hey, one is a Mormon, a staunch fucking Mormon, and the other is a fucking gambler who smokes weed all day, I mean, bruh, hey, what the fuck is Elon Musk up to, huh, this nigga, bruh, this nigga's out here paying, what, $350,000 for a yacht to rent a fucking yacht? I mean, bruh, hey, what's going on? And he's out there looking crazy on that fucking yacht. Like, bruh, hey, to think that a couple of months ago, Elon was out here dissing Bill Gates for being fat. Bruh, hey, Elon, you look crazy. Okay? You look insane, bruh. Yo, some dude... <laughs> On Twitter, bro, yo, yo, now nah, I gotta find this shit. Wait, let me find this tweet. Some dude on Twitter, what's his name? Hold up, hold up, hold up. I gotta find this fucking tweet, right? This nigga is hilarious, bro. 
Listen to what he said about Elon. Bruv, some nigga by the name of Kira won't miss, right? Kira won't miss said the following about Elon Musk's body, right? Fam, hey, and I quote, bro built like a deep breath, end quote, bruh. Bruh, yo, Kira, yo, evidently this fucking guy don't miss. Kira won't miss, bruh. Yo, listen, your name is accurate. You don't miss. He pulled up and he said, Elon Musk is built like a deep breath. I mean, bruh, yo, Google those fucking pictures of Elon chilling on a yacht. Bruh, Google them images. Fam, listen, Kira is accurate because Elon legit looks like a fucking deep breath. What's going on? Oh, man. Oh, He's trying to hide his flab and in doing so, he looks crazy. He says everything with his fucking chest. I mean, bro, this nigga is all chest. How big is Elon Musk's chest plate? I mean, bro, he looks insane. He looks paler than a motherfucker. This nigga is wider than white. Legit, bruv, he looks like, listen, listen, he looks like an inbred kid. That's how he looks. He looks goofy on the fucking yard. What the fuck is going on, bruv? This nigga is out here chilling with Mormons and gamblers. Those two motherfuckers. Yo, wait, what? Like, huh? Them two motherfuckers, the fucking Mormon and the gambler, are his financial advisors what <laughs> huh what is the fucking poker player a guy by the name of Igor Kurganov drew the attention of the FBI over foreign interference concerns after he got involved in Musk's philanthropic businesses bruh hey what is going on what's happening in Ah, Everything is happening at the same time. And I'm just out here chilling, looking at this fucking picture, marveling. At this fucking picture. I'm in awe. Legit bruv. I'm looking at this picture. Of the oldest galaxy. We have ever seen. And bruv. This galaxy. Has a name. And. It's name. Is as follows. Right. Glass. Z13. That's the name. Of this fucking galaxy. Glass. Z13. I mean bruv. Come on bruv. I mean come on bruv. I mean. That name right there is fire. That's a fire name, bruv. Yo, salute to whoever named this fucking galaxy, bruv. Glass Z13 has broken the record for the oldest galaxy ever observed by nearly 100 million years. I mean, bruh, come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. Like, fam, yo, yo, this is what life is about. Legit. Life is about marveling at the fucking cosmos and going, holy shit. I don't matter. That's what life is about. Legit. Now, most of you motherfuckers out there, right? Like, you niggas are too self-important. Right? You niggas, you niggas, yo. It's all about y'all. It's all about the self. 
None of you motherfuckers matter. None of you motherfuckers matter, bruv. And by the way, hey, dear Generation Z, nothing is gonna change on this fucking planet. Okay? You got fucking Jeff Bezos talking about net zero. How <laughs> are these niggas, right? All of these motherfuckers. They be out here attending conferences and shit. Like, bro, hey, net zero this, net zero that. We are planning to go green in 18 years. It's never going to happen. These niggas are never going to go green. Our countries, our nations are never going to go green. We are fucked. We are fucked. Right? Bro, hey, Europe is melting. Hey, bro, hey, hey, Europe is melting. Airport runways are melting. Like fam, hey, what are we talking about? Europe is on fire. The United Kingdom is on fire. You niggas, bruh, hey, global warming is mad real. Heat waves are popping off all over the fucking place. Buckle the fuck up. You niggas aren't ready. <laughs> you niggas, you niggas are dumb. You niggas are dumb. Fam, hey, Marvel at the fucking cosmos. Marvel. Marvel at the fucking cosmos, bruv. We are tiny. We are tiny. And celebrate the fact that you are small. Celebrate the fact that you don't matter because that's all you got. Right? That's all you got. The moment you start thinking that you are, you are hot shit. The moment you start thinking that you are bigger than you actually are. Is the moment things start to fall apart. Right? That's how villains are made. Legit, bruv. That's how these fucking grifters are made. That's how Hortman is made. That's how Elon Musk is made. And of course, that's how the fucking baby boomers are made. God damn it! The fucking boomers! It never stops with the fucking baby boomers! These old-ass galaxies, bruv. These old-ass galaxies. These fucking Betty Nashosauruses. It never stops. With the fucking boomers. But you know what, bruv? I gotta tip my hat. I gotta tip my hat to the baby boomers. They get it. They understand what life is about. Okay, here's a $10 bill. This is garbage. Your people in South Africa, you have your rand, right? That's going to zero. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's all going to fucking zero. And then you buy the dip. It's all going to zero. A microsecond. Like that. And then you buy the dip. My boy Clay had faith in you. You said Asia was max bidding. <laughs> call Kyle and call the devs and do something. Alright, I, I don't know what to say. Call the devs and do something. Another cryptocurrency that's gonna be just as large as Bitcoin someday. Call the devs and do something. Call Elon! Call the devs and do something. Be Bitcoin! <laughs> Life is about never being satisfied. Life is about understanding that one can never truly have 
enough of everything. Legit, bruv. We can never have enough of anything. Legit. We can never have enough money. We can never have enough fame. Enough food. Enough fucking material possessions. Enough love. Right? Like, bruv. Hey, yo. Human beings are bottomless pits. Legit. All we do, all we do is gobble shit up. Legit. That's all we do. All we do is gobble shit up. Bruv, we are insatiable. And the fucking baby boomers understand this shit. And they lean in. Right? While the fucking millennials and the fucking Gen Zers are out here fucking squabbling on TikTok. Bruv, the baby boomers are taking over TikTok. While the fucking millennials and the Gen Zers are arguing. About who's the most fucking pious and righteous, bruv. Hey, the baby boomers are taking all the fucking money on TikTok. Bruv, hey, hey. We now have TikTok influencer houses for retired baby boomers. I mean, bruv, hey, baby boomers are now TikTok influencers. Professional TikTok Influences. These motherfuckers have flipped their fucking retirement homes into influencer homes. I mean, bruh, hey, yo, we are fucked. If you niggas want to know just how fucked humanity is, bruh, hey, study this fucking shit. Study these fucking baby boomers who are wilding on TikTok. Bruh, if you want to understand just how fucking fucked we are, if you want to get the fucking gravity of our tourists. Do you, sorry, do you really believe that 2,000 years ago, a guy was walking around in Palestina who was God? 15%. They did in Slovenia. Maybe we are a perverted nature. You know what I mean? Read the book by, I think it was Pierre Vidal Nake. Did the ancient Greeks believe in their gods? Where he demonstrated that it's clear that belief in practice means something else. They were not stupid. They didn't think if you climb on the top of Olympus, you would see there, I don't know, Zeus screwing Aphrodite or whatever. It's not, it was something much more mysterious. If you want to understand what we are up against, Maniga, study old galaxies, study old star systems, study the fucking nebulas. That are popping off all over the place. Study wormholes, black holes. Legit, bruv, study the fucking cosmos. Do yourself a favor. Listen to my dog, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hit up NASA. Hit up the fucking ESA. Do yourself a favor, my nigga. Study the cosmos. Right? We are fucked. We are fucked. And of course, I say all of that to say this. Elon Musk surrounds himself with fucking grifters. <laughs> Elon Musk chills with scammers, which is why he's out here moving like a fucking scammer. Facts. Which is why Twitter is suing him. And by the way, <laughs> FYI, Twitter's motion to expedite its lawsuit against Elon Musk has been approved by a judge. A five-day trial is set to begin in October.
Bruh, I say all of that to say this. The fucking scammers that Elon Musk chills with are fighting over his charitable giving. Bruh, hey, these niggas, the fucking Mormon and the poker player, are fucking battling it out over Elon Musk's $230 billion fortune. Ain't that a bitch? Hey, bruv, hey, ain't that a bitch? Hey, hey, bruv, hey, ain't that a female dog? Ain't that, whoa, ain't that a bitch? It's a bitch and a half. I mean, bruv, hey, it's a bitch and a half. Hey, dear Mormon and gambler, how about, how about, go get your own? How about, go out there and secure your own bag? Dear Mormon, how about, fuck a priest? How about that? Bruv, hey, fuck a priest, my nigga. Fuck a priest. How about that? Bruv, hey, dear gambler. How about, how about gamble your fucking life away, my nigga. Take your fucking talents to Dubai. Go get shitted on by a fucking sheik in Dubai, my nigga. Secure your own bag. Hauna chelet impantotseudi etsang. It's about to ban a linchelete. Hauna chelete. How holy sharp unfanat. How holy sharp da. Snogo nogo hasi yomo numo sibita. Ukola hanya hanimpantotseudi etsang. It's about ruik. It's about to ban a linchelete. Dear Igor Kaganov, how about take your talents to Turkey, my nigga? Take your fucking talents to the fucking Dominican Republic, my nigga. Get yourself a Brazilian butt lift. Get yourself a fucking BBL, my nigga. Move like these fucking Instagram bitches. Legit. Some of these bitches had flat asses like a week ago. Now look at them. Right? Now look at them. They got fat asses. They got big asses. And they are taking their talents to Dubai. These bitches are securing the bag. Right? For cultural purposes. Of course. Bruv, yo, the fucking secure the bag culture, bruv. Yo, listen. Talk about, talk about a fucking essential service. Talk about, bruv, hey, these bitches are out here fucking our fucking grandfathers for cultural purposes because they have to secure the bag. For cultural purposes. The secure the bag culture is important to the global economy. So, dear Igor Kaganov, evidently, you understand money. You are a fucking financial advisor to the wealthiest man in the world. You advise Elon Musk, bruv. And bruv, we all know. We all know that Elon doesn't take advice from anybody. Right? But you, bruv, you, you are special. Right? You are fucking special. You broke through Elon's stubbornness. You broke through. You cracked the fucking wall. Right? You broke the glass ceiling. You made it. You made it. Get yourself a fucking Brazilian butt lift, my nigga. Don't be out here, bruh. Don't be out here fighting over another man's bag. I mean, bruh. Hey, what happened to man, bruv? What happened to niggas? Igor Kaganov, you are a fucking gambler. Take a gamble. Take a fucking gamble. Bruv, yo, BBLs are dangerous. Right? And gamblers, gamblers be out here, you know, playing with fire. 
all day, every day. Niggas be out here, bruv, gambling their fucking life savings away. These niggas don't care. Gamblers are survivors. Gamblers take risks. So, Igor, take a fucking risk. Get a BBL. Legit, bruv, go get fucked for your bag. Bruv, BBLs are dangerous. I already said this on this fucking episode. However, I'd like to dive deeper. I'd like to go deeper. Like a fucking sheik in Dubai. What? I'd like to go deeper. Mama said, Mama said, everything is trying to kill us. This week on Everything is Trying to Kill Us, Brazilian butt lifts. One of the reasons Brazilian butt lifts are so dangerous is not necessarily the procedure itself, but the murky regulations around cosmetic procedures in the United States and the world. Plastic and cosmetic surgery may sound the same. However, they are not. A board-certified plastic surgeon requires at least six years of specialized training. However, only a couple of months of training earns doctors the right to call themselves cosmetic surgeons. Bruh, hey, keep your fucking head on a swivel. Okay? There's a big difference between plastic surgeons and cosmetic surgeons. As you heard, right? It takes six years of specialized training to be a fucking plastic surgeon. However, hey, it only takes a couple of fucking weeks, right? To be a cosmetic surgeon. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Bruv, things get complicated. When it comes to independent non-profit organizations called specialty boards. Bruv, not all boards are equal. The ABMS cert recognizes only 24 boards as meeting the criteria for specialty medicine. But most people don't even know this. You motherfuckers are dumb. You niggas ain't doing your fucking research. Dumb, are you dumb? Stupid, I'm dumb. What makes BBLs even more dangerous is that they mostly happen in offices with low oversight. Guidelines for office-based surgeries exist in only 34 U.S. states and D.C. The FSMB says the rest are completely unregulated. And these motherfuckers are using the word office loosely. You know, bruv, hey, by office, we are talking about basements, okay? We are talking about people's bedrooms and bathrooms, motherfuckers' kitchens and living rooms, bruh. Hey, some of you bitches are getting BBLs done in people's kitchens while kids are out there fucking running around, right? Eating Cocoa Pops. Some fucking old-ass granny with arthritis is out there making beans. Bitches are out here cooking beans and shit while some fucking cosmetic surgeon put that shit in air quotes. Has your fucking asshole split open. Jesus fucking Christ, bruv. You bitches will die. You bitches will die. Right? However, however, I gotta respect you bitches. You motherfuckers are risk takers. You niggas understand how the world works. You gotta take risks. Legit. You gotta take risks. 
Your whole life is a fucking cliche. You gotta flip lemons into lemonade, my nigga. You gotta do something. Flip them fucking lemons into Sprite. Do right and kill everything. Drake. Right? <laughs> Bruh, hey, you motherfuckers are risk takers. And I have to respect y'all. I have to salute y'all. Right? Everything is trying to kill us. And by the way, FYI, COVID-19 is still a thing. COVID-19, bruh. Hey, hey, COVID cases <laughs> are starting to surge yet again in the USA. Right? Hey, bruv. Hey, hey, BA.5. Right? <laughs> COVID-19, BA.5 is here. What properties of Omicron make it more infectious than Delta? Why is it more transmissible, as we keep saying? There are lots of things that can happen in terms of make, to make a virus more successful at transmitting, and that's what higher transmission is. In the main, in this case, it's usually because of a change in the spike protein, the protein that attaches to the human cell. So they, they, they attach to existing receptors that are there for other purposes. Um, and really, Sometimes that protein is uh, very good at doing that. The, the shape of the protein, it's a lock and key and it fits in really well and the virus gets into the cell very easily. And then it can cause an infection much more successfully. Now what we have is two years of serial transmission in millions and millions of human beings. So the virus has had two years to really become much better adapted to entering human cells. And really what the Omicron variant has is a change in its genetic sequence that has changed the shape and changed the ability of that spike protein to attach to human cells and enter the human cell. And that's probably what's giving it its transmission advantage. But as I say, we don't know fully yet because we don't know, to answer the question, <clears throat> does the virus survive longer in droplets or aerosols? Does the virus survive longer on surfaces? And a lot of that work is being done. but. The, the suspicion is clearly that the, the spike protein itself uh, is just better able to, uh, to enter uh, the human cell and do uh, and infect uh, those cells. My fellow South Africans, <laughs> Omicron is still here. Buckle the fuck up. B8.5 is an Omicron subvariant. Buckle the fuck up. It's still here. You're still here, bruv. I see you motherfuckers walking around. All fucking loosey-goosey, right? No fucking face masks on, bruv. Hey, a few weeks ago, an Uber driver gave me and my wife shit for still rocking face masks. Right? This fucking guy was like, nah, nah, I don't trust. I don't trust. He was freaking out. He was like, hey, the fucking mandate has been scrapped. The mask mandate is gone. Why are y'all still rocking face masks? And we were like, bruh, hey, we ain't trying to get sick. We are blocking everything out. We are blocking TB particles out. We are blocking the fucking flu out. We are blocking your spit out. We are blocking, hey, bruh, we blocking everything. We are blocking the fucking pollen out. Hey, bruh, hey, listen, listen, COVID is still out here. Okay? COVID is still out here. So, bruv, yeah, yeah. We are still blocking COVID out. We ain't trying to die, bruv. I almost died last year. 
when I caught that fucking COVID Zeta Jones. I almost died. Legit. I had the fucking COVID Zeta Jones, my nigga. I almost trucked the fuck out. I almost went out of fucking commission, bruv. My whole life almost got decommissioned. But here we are. I'm still out here cooking, bruv. I'm still out here cooking. Healthy as can be. I made it. Right? I learned my fucking lesson, bruv. I'm vaccinated. I'm here. I'm here, my nigga. Right? You motherfuckers, yo. You motherfuckers have been radicalized. Right? You motherfuckers have been radicalized. Out here shitting on the fucking on the fucking vaccine and shit. Taking shots at people like me who got vaccinated. Taking shots at people like myself who still rock face masks. My nigga, hey, how about I enjoy the fucking privacy of a face mask? How about that? How about that? How about that? I enjoy the fucking privacy. Why do you want to see my face, my nigga? Why do you want to see my face? Hey, hey, Uber driver, how about, how about, take me home, how about that, how about that, take me home, my nigga, you can see my fucking picture, you can see my face on my profile, why do you want, hey, why do you want to see my face in real life, my nigga, like, nah, you niggas, you niggas are moving funny style, Uber is not Tinder, okay, bruv, hey, bruv, Uber is not Grinder. We ain't hooking up. Okay, why do you want to see my face, my nigga? Yo, you want to see... Nah, nigga. Niggas want to see if I'm handsome in real life as well. Nigga, you can see my picture. I'm the shit. I'm the shit. Right? You can see my picture that, hey, I'm the shit. Pretty boy swag, though, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, dude. Dude, pretty boy swag, good, though, right? You can see my picture, my nigga. You can see my picture. Right? Why do you want to see me in real life? Oh, my crown is still out here, bruv. Everything is trying to kill us. Adi, adi. Hey. Uh. I got more than enough in my locker. Bruv, I'm a warrior. I feel like Rocky the moment he got up. There's some championships. I just keep on landing. I know it ain't just about all the bangs you hit. But I'm still here standing. Taking on the whole lot while I'm off my rocker. But I got more than enough in my locker. Kick me on the ground and I'll bite your foot We don't know about stop We know about loss after loss It will turn you soft, turn me to a boss A survivor, made a fury Glad that it made me wilder Could the battles they made me wiser Cover my locker in petrol and watch it lighter A product of Keep your fucking heads on a swivel All fucking facts, bruv, South Africa Hey, I get it You know We have that fucking Nelson Mandela magic Right? We got that fucking Nelson Mandela magic. We have the fucking Nelly M magic. I get it. It's a beautiful thing. However, however, we cannot afford to be comfortable. <laughs> we can't. Because it's worth noting that BA.5 was actually first detected in South Africa earlier this year. Around Jan or Fab. Bruh, hey, hey, buckle up. Okay? This shit was first detected in South Africa earlier this year. However, only over the past few months, it has gained momentum in the US and the rest of the world. Bruh, buckle up. Buckle the fuck up.
Because B8.5 started here. Bruv, Philippe, it's here, of course. It's here. <laughs> it's here. Yeah, it's here. Hey, it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's everywhere, bruv. Hey, listen. Listen. I'm gonna keep rocking my fucking mask. Okay? I'm gonna keep on keeping on. You feel me, bruv? Hey, bruv. This mask is gonna remain on my fucking face. It's gonna remain glued to my fucking face, bruv. Everything is trying to kill us. Right? And I'm just trying to avoid death, my nigga. I'm just trying to avoid death, you niggas. You niggas think life is fucking sweet. Life is not a joke. My nigga, yo, ask the male bees. Okay? Ask male bees, bruv. Life is not a joke. Life ain't sweet. Male honeybees are fucking drones. Where it is? Where it is? These motherfuckers don't have stingers. Where it is? All they do is eat and fuck the queen. That's it. Male honeybees are useless. Did you guys know that? Hey, bruv. Hey, listen, yo. A few days ago, I fell into a bee wormhole. Legit, bruv. Yo, male honeybees are Fucking useless. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? I mean, bruv. Yo, when I learned this shit, I was like, wait, what? Huh? Like, bruv, what, what, what's going on? What is, what is? Male honeybees can't even defend the fucking beehive. Because they don't have stingers. These motherfuckers. Yo, yo, wait, wait, what? Yo, these motherfuckers are freeloaders. Male honeybees are freeloaders, bruh. Yo, when I saw that shit, I was like, oh, my God. I now understand what happened to men. I now understand what happened to niggas. Right? Yo, bruh. Yo, most of us got stung by bees. Yeah. Most of us got stung by bees and then we became dummies. We became goofies. We became fucking useless motherfuckers. Useless cunts. Legit. We became feckless motherfuckers without any fucking backbones. Oh fucking facts. Most of us, bruh, most of us started consuming honey. Bruh, I get it. It's in the fucking honey. It's in the fucking honey. The reason why niggas no longer move like real man is because of the fucking honey. It's all in the fucking bee. My nigga, we are fucked. Male bees are useless. They don't collect food. They don't take care of baby bees. They don't build the fucking beehives. I mean, come on, dude. What happened to man, dude? What the fuck is going on? Dude, when I learned this shit, I was, I was flabbergasted. I'm still flabbergasted. That male honeybees are useless. Like, bruh, hey, what? And where it is, during the winter, male honeybees get kicked out of the fucking hive. Because, because, these other worker bees ain't trying to feed these motherfuckers.
You're a fool if you think man's pretending I've been round there with my bad boyfriend them I showed man that my shank ain't bending So it's a shame that his teeth ain't ending How many times have I been outside And I left a man's t-shirt drenched in Still got Putin's pending Leave all your bread just trending What do you know about phone line beating Coming like everybody wanna get high today There was no gas on that bando stove So we put that grub in the microwave Give me your drop on the pagans them And I swear I get round there right away Give me your drop on the pagans them And I swear I get round there right away million people cancelled their subscriptions with Netflix in the past three months, but the streaming giants expected to lose twice the number after years of growth. So the company is being hit by a busier marketplace and rising costs, as our North America technology correspondent James Clayton explains. If you're old enough, you'll remember this, going to an actual physical shop and renting out DVDs. How quaint. Companies like Blockbusters died because of the growth of an upstart. Netflix. First, you could order DVDs online, but in 2007, it started offering something very different, streaming content. The model was wildly successful. Netflix was a phenomenon. TV was dead. It was all about subscriptions. Well, not quite. Netflix was the big disruptor in, in the category. And, and what it's facing right now is it's facing disruption itself. Here in Silicon Valley, Netflix has just released its new audience figures for the last quarter, and they're not especially good. They lost a million subscribers in the last three months. So what's gone wrong? For one, there is simply loads of competition. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Apple TV, to name but a few. And that competition has created a brutal spending war. The top eight streamers are predicted to spend more than $100 billion on content this year. Netflix has come up with some monster hits in recent times. Think Squid Games, The Crown. And Netflix productions were nominated for 27 Oscars this year. The company is still making good content. But the cost of living crisis has led to belt tightening, with families across the world looking at streaming services as a potential saving. Many other households don't have a Netflix account at all, but share the login of friends or family. One study found that Netflix was losing $25 billion a year from people watching Netflix on someone else's account. But Netflix has known about this problem for years and hasn't been able to stop it from happening. Instead, Netflix is now looking at adverts as a potential solution. Our research shows we did a survey in May amongst Netflix subscribers, uh, about 9% of uh, UK online adults who don't currently subscribe to Netflix indicated that they would consider subscribing to Netflix if it offered a cheaper ad-supported tier. Netflix knows that to survive, it has to change. If not, one day it could be another Blockbusters. James Clayton, BBC News, Silicon Valley. Ha, 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 ha.
The worker bees literally dragged the fucking drones out of the hive in the winter. They pushed the drones out of the hive in the winter. And of course the drones die from the fucking cold in the winter. Bruh, talk about savage. The worker bees be like, nah, nah, nah. We got too many fucking mouths to feed. Some of you niggas gotta go. Nah, nah, nah. Resources are running low. Some of you niggas gotta go. Bruh, male bees... Only have one job and one job only. Bruh, their job is to mate with the fucking queen. I mean, bruh, come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. So fam, when mating season is over and the winter is here, <laughs> right? The worker bees force all of the drones out of the hive. Savage! That's shit right there. Bruh, hey, what? The winter is coming, my nigga. <laughs> hey, hey, dear niggas, dear man, dear feckless man worldwide. Listen, niggas like Igor Kaganov, listen, okay? Listen, the winter is coming. You hear me, bruv? What the fuck? You niggas are fighting over another man's fortune. I mean, come on, bruv. Ego, ha, 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 ha. Aren't you fucking Russian, my nigga? Aren't the fucking Russians tough? Huh? Aren't the fucking Russians hard workers? Aren't they fighters? What happened to that? What happened to that fucking Vladimir spirit? The fuck? It's, you motherfuckers are silly, bruv. Fam, yo, yo. Worker bees force all of the drones out of the hive when mating season is over. The winter is coming. You niggas, bruh. Yo, I see you motherfuckers out there consuming a honey nut Cheerios. Right? It's all in the fucking honey nut. You motherfuckers, whoa, you gobbling up honey nut Cheerios, bruh. It's all in the honey nut. <laughs> you niggas, you niggas, you niggas are fucking useless because all y'all do is gobble up honey nut. Bruh, hey, what? The fuck are you niggas? You niggas are fighting over another man's fortune, my nigga. I mean, come on, dude. What the fuck? Bruv, drones get chased out of the hive. Okay? Okay, bruv, the winter is coming. Okay? The winter is coming. Right? You got these fucking male bees starving. And fucking freezing to death in the winter. The winter is coming. Legit. The winter is coming. Bruv, during the winter, there aren't as many flowers, right? And of course, food becomes scarce for these bees, right? The drones are just more mouths to feed at a time when resources are low. They gotta go, right? And of course... 
They make no other significant contribution to the fucking hive. All they do is fucking sleep and eat and shit. That's it. You niggas are consuming honey nut. It's all in the honey nut. Everything is trying to kill us. The winter is coming. Bruv, the female bees have to get rid of the males for survival. Right? Like, bruh, hey, what? In order for the fucking bee colony to survive, the drones gotta go. The males gotta go in the winter, bruv. Ain't that a bitch? Huh? Ain't that a bitch? It's a bitch and a half. Buckle the fuck up. All fucking facts, bruv. What happened to man? Oh, honey nut. Honey nut happened to man. It's all in the honey nut. That what it is. We are fucked. Everything is trying to kill us, bruv. Including the fucking New York Times. What the fuck is this? Hey, NYT. NYT. What the fuck is this? And I quote. A 28-year-old editor and filmmaker in Brooklyn was eating spaghetti. When she had a realization. Oh, oh. She was being hot. Wait, what? Huh, wait, huh? She was eating spaghetti and then what? Whoa, whoa, she had a fucking realization, oh my god. What, huh? She had, she had an epiphany, oh my god, whoa, whoa. I'm being hot right now. Wait, what? (laughs) She posted a seven second video of herself twirling pasta. It inspired at least one marriage proposal. What happened to Mandy? What happened to man? You niggas are now proposing to bitches for eating spaghetti on social media. What happened to man? It's in the honey nut. It's in the fucking honey nut. You motherfuckers be out here consuming honey nut Cheerios, bruh. It's in the nut. It's all in the fucking honey. I blame the bees. And the bees knees, of course. Right? NBC at that front, right? Huh? The bee's knees and the wheezies, right? Hey, bruh. Hey, it's all in the fucking nut. Bruv, this fucking girl. Her name is what? What? Emily Sandberg. Right? Bruh, hey, this girl <laughs> is one of many people. Well, one of many women who are expanding the definition of hotness and pushing for a broader understanding of the term. Hotness is no longer just in the eye of the beholder. No, hotness is also in the eye of the freeloader. Right? Like the fucking drones, bruh. Yo, male bees are useless. Fuck. Where it is, hotness is now a mood. Where it is, according to the NYT, according to the New York Times, hotness is now a vibe. Hey, fam, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, dude, hey, I'm now looking at a fucking picture of Emily Sandberg, right? Eating spaghetti. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. She's not hot. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm sorry. Okay? I'm, hey, bruv, everything is trying to kill us. Hey, the NYT is trying to... Hey, listen, she's not hot. Hey, bruv. Hey, 
What? Yo, bruh, where's the fucking... Hey, where's the big ass like the AOC? What happened to the ass? Huh? Bruh, we need to make asses great again. Hey, bruh, what, what the fuck? Dude, hey, she's not hot. That's all I'm saying. Right? She's not hot like the AOC. <laughs> hey, and this is not according to me. The AOC is hot according to that fucking lunatic who has kept calling her. To me, the AOC looks like a fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to offend her. Okay? But, but, bro, hey, she's all teeth though, right? Right? The AOC is 99.9% .9 teeth. Right? She's all teeth and ass. According to that fucking guy who has kept calling her. To me, the AOC is mad. Right? She's mad. She's mad. There'll be more next week. Because everything is trying to kill us. I pray that they free you from the mental prison that they cough you in. Young Raffian, look at the matchbox they stuff you in. Call that boy Calcian. Let me teach you how to ball CN. Like Mourinho at the Calcium. Bathing in cow juice, I built a temple in calcium. Look at the rubble that we stayed at. Where the dues that my dues paid at. Where our guardian angels are laid at. Ponder replay that. Then graze upon the earth. Gem rock fire fast and blaze upon the earth. I'm a spirit, fuck my date of birth. I'm an aberration, like the days when LeBron has no playoff berth I'm here now, so there's no riffraff I hit 30 then I turn into playoff staff I'm shooting from the logo, please take a day off raff I be on my bully when I'm in the mood All your songs are interludes Niggas gassed, when the money's really in the food It's like popcorn over motion picture slewed A dark dynasty backed by Scrooge A blue movie without the splooge Fuck the system it made my G go nuts once he got screwed Got a random bitch pregnant Then he bolted once he got sued Never mind how I felt Green burning in the high felt Moss pulling up with pop health Pop drunk Breath on pop suck Fighting on TV dumb fuck Neighborhood dumb struck Baby grew limbs without the formula Got only fans popular A toxin for the ocular Ashanta Mapanzola, energy incessantly on, Hakira Tankatsola. When I first saw this shit, I thought people were just overreacting. I thought motherfuckers were just being outraged for the sake of being outraged. Bruh, hey, nah. Nah, it's real. It's real. Bruh, 
Sesame Place theme parks racism is real. And bruv, I thought people were overreacting on social media. But now, nah, bruv, Bert, Big Bird, Rosita, and Elmo are wildin'. What the fuck is going on, bruv? How about hug the kids, my nigga? Hey, Sesame Place, how about hug black kids, my nigga, bruv? Yo, the videos are insane. I mean, come on, dude. Dude, I saw the fucking videos. The videos are wild. These fucking Sesame Street characters literally go out of their way to not interact with black kids. I mean, fam, what the fuck is going on at Sesame Place? What's handing in? These fucking characters, bruh, they go out of their way to avoid interacting with black kids. And bruv, they're not trying to hide it. It's fucking blatant. It's in your fucking face. They're fucking overt with it, bruv. I mean, bruh, hey, wait, what? Dude, yo, do yourself a favor, right? Go to YouTube and just search for Sesame Place Racism. Bruh, hey, it's crazy, dude. I thought people were overreacting until I saw the videos and I was like, nah, 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 nah. These niggas are racist, right? These fucking characters interact with every single white kid in sight. They be out there hugging white kids. They be out there high-fiving white kids. I mean, bruh, it's beautiful. If you are white, listen, hey, if you are a white kid, bruh, Ernie loves you. Bert loves you. Big Bird fucks with you. Hard body karate. And bruv, listen, I'm disappointed in Big Bird. Okay? Because bruv, yo, back in the days, I identified as Big Bird. I can show you where you got me fucked up at. It actually starts up there at the intersection and it ends right here. Big Bird used to be my spirit animal growing up. And bruv, yo, seeing Big Bird being racist, seeing fucking Big Bird being all fucking Robert E. Lee with it. Bruh, I was like, fam, what? I was like, dude, I didn't know that Big Bird was a member of the fucking Confederacy, bruh. Yo, listen, I'm disappointed. I'm shocked. I'm appalled. Spawning ball, of course. I'm shocked. I mean, come on, bruh. Just hug the kids. Just hug the kids, bruh. Hey, yo, <laughs> hug the kids, my nigga. Interact with the kids. How about that, bruv? Hey, hey, motherfuckers, yo, well, like, what did we do to these motherfuckers? What did black people do to white people? Huh? Aren't we all from Africa? I mean, bruv, what did we do, fam? I'm African, right? Born and raised, right? And I owe my being, well, I used to owe my being to Takalani Sesame, but now, uh-uh, not anymore. This motherfucker a racist. Jesus fucking Christ, bruv. I, I mean, I mean, come on, dude. I, I mean, yo, just hug the kids, dude. They're just kids, my nigga. Hug the kids, my nigga. And that fucking apology from Sesame Place. I mean, come on, dude. What? Hey, wait, huh? I mean, dude, yo, that apology from Sesame Place is the fucking definition of manga manga business. It's the fucking definition. Oh fuck. Yo dude. You niggas are bullshitting. That's the definition of bullshitting. Legit. 
They pulled up and said, oh, Sesame Place is all about, you know, uh, tolerating others and uh, we all about equality. Uh, yo, nigga, stop lying. Okay? Stop lying. And, bro, they pulled up and said, yo, regarding the incident that occurred yesterday where a fucking character ignored a black child, where it is the costumes our performers wear sometimes make it difficult to see at lower levels, and sometimes our performers miss hug requests from guests. That's a fucking lie. Okay? That's a, hey, listen, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> okay? So what? So what? The performer can see white kids, right? Regardless of how, of how fucked up the costume is, the performer can see every white kid inside, right? However, when it comes to black kids, I guess, you know, we're too black, we're too dark, right? We just blend in with the fucking shadows, bruh. Hey, listen, buckle the fuck up. Racism is not going anywhere, okay, bruv? And I blame these fucking old galaxies. It's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. The Isaiah Factor Uncensored starts right now. And welcome to The Factor Uncensored, and thanks for joining us. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is dealing with a racist and sexist-ass troll in real life. She posted and later deleted a video of an anti-abortion activist harassing her in Washington, D.C. Now, while she was walking into the Capitol, this happened. AOC, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. Incredible, incredible. And he thought that was acceptable. The Congresswoman says she took this video down because she didn't want to encourage more of this behavior. Abortion rights still a very touchy subject. My guests come out swinging on this so-called right-wing comedian Alex Stein and his video. He was last seen, if you recall, rapping at a city council meeting in Texas about Ukraine and we played it here on The Factor. In other words, he's a damn thirsty clout chaser. Tony Diaz, you're coming to us from New York City today. Your thoughts on what you saw in that video. Let me put it this way. I am here in AOC's backyard, and if homeboy was to disrespect AOC like that, I promise you, you want to talk about booties? He'd have got his butt kicked. And I know AOC was infuriated. She wanted to go Will Smith on him. I feel it. I feel afraid too, but I'm glad she held back because we got to learn from, from his mistakes. She so got to take the high road and treat this 
this clown like the third grader that he is. So hats off to AOC for taking the high road. And yet another right-wing Republican male objectifying women, denying their human rights, and making them feel miserable as they walk down the street. Terrible. Angela Boxel's here from you. Your thoughts on Alex Stein and his behavior? Will you consider it racist? Going too far? Classless? No, what? no, no. I mean, if we want to talk about racism, we can talk about what the first lady said about Hispanics this week. So, I mean, let's not even go there. I Look, AOC is one of those arrogant, narcissistic, and dumb members of Congress right now. She may not have a big booty, but she got a big mouth. And I think it's ironic that the left has their panties in a twist over this when literally their comrades in Antifa are posting on Twitter and Facebook asking people to tell them where conservative SCOTUS justices are so they can confront them. We've had assassinations attempts on Brett Kavanaugh. So no, this is yet another crybaby move by the left, and they should get used to this because the days of like being nice to these freaks are over. At the heart of this discussion and this video is abortion. Your thoughts on what you heard in that video, State Representative Jolanda Jones? So first of all, Republicans only love babies when they're in the womb because the second they drop out, they could give a care about them. But apart from that, the guy is a racist, and the guy is a misogynist. And the truth is, he doesn't have anything substantive, which is why he's resorted to name calling. And, and I'd like to say that I would put my hats off to AOC because she's better than me, because I'm certain that I would have challenged him because I believe that we have to challenge racism and sexism every single solitary time. It pops up its ugly head. But the guy also seems like he's trying to clout chase. And we absolutely need to protect the right uh, to abortion because people should be able to control their bodies. So Angela, when you take a look at what Alex Stein put in that video, the way he addressed her, as a woman, you're not offended by that, someone calling you big booty? No, I, look, the left, this is the irony of ironies. The left gets to say literally whatever they want to us. They get to do what they want us. They get to call black conservatives Uncle Toms. They get to say people like me are hookers and whores and things like that. You can't imagine the things that people have said to me. So I just think, you know, AOC is a big girl, allegedly. I mean, I know she bartended a long time. She learned how to deal with some, some rough crowds. Again, she's extremely narcissistic. She's a big crybaby. She's made herself a target on purpose. And she's, she's getting what she deserves because, again, she supports people who are trying to assassinate Supreme Court justices. She supports Antifa, period. Tony, did you hear what Angela had to say that the Congresswoman is getting what she deserves? I've never heard AOC say anything disrespectful, dangerous, or that puts anyone in danger. Additionally, what I really am offended by is right-wingers on top of this are also in Texas attacking Lina Hidalgo, who's Harris County Commissioner up for election, better be reelected. The same way. They demean her, belittle her, objectify her, use racist comments against her, and it's, it's tiring. I'm glad that video has gone viral so that women can see that they're trying to elect right-wingers like that who disrespect women of all colors and deny them their human and basic rights. So hats off to AOC. I'm proud of Lina Hidalgo, too, for putting up with that same stuff, and I'm glad they're strong, smart women. Jolanda, has that been an uh, ongoing MO of conservatives to attack women of color? That's what they do. I actually believe they're afraid of us, but I, I just find it the pot calling the kettle black when they talk about people calling names, because that is exactly what they do. 
And as a black woman who's been called everything under the sun, you know, women have always had to put on their big girl panties and deal with these men who objectify us. And it's really sad when you have women supporting men who objectify women. And it was nothing more than a cat call to a member of Congress. And I don't know what Angela and others who think like her believe, because AOC is one of the smartest people that I know. And you can laugh about, and, and it sounds to me also that Angela is, um, being a occupation snob because she went no. to work every day no. as a bartender. She earned an honest living. And guess what? People who are bartenders and people who aren't professional deserve representation too. Stop trying and to I'm change the subject, Yolanda. I'm going to go Stop back to, to how one second, Angela. We're going to come I'm, to you. I'm going to go back to how Republicans try to distract you from what's important and they want a name call. And we need AOC and others like her in Congress because we've got to stop people like Angela and the likes of her from decimating all of our human rights because we are going backwards in 2022 as opposed to moving forward. Angela, let's hear from you. Let's get your response on that. I mean, it's so it's so typical of the left to try and, uh, you know, gaslight you over here and bring the subject over here. No one is trying to take away basic human rights except for leftists. They want to get rid of free speech. They want to get rid of your ability to defend yourself. They want to kill babies up until nine months and sometimes as they're coming out of the womb, which is kind of the basic uh, right to life that we all enjoy because we've already all been born. And I think it's remarkable. Again, I've mentioned this on your show before, the bloodlust that the left has for killing unborn babies. And also the fact that Jolanda and Tony and people like them, and by the way, side note, Lena Hildago is about to be indicted. You heard it here first. But the fact that these people have no problems with Supreme Court justices being uh, uh, targeted for assassination, they have no problem with that at all. And before we wrap up, we have no, uh, we're not privy to information on anything that's going to happen to Harris County Commissioner or County Judge Lena Hidalgo. That's just a statement from Angela Box, and we know Angela Box. And Brett Kavanaugh is a rapist. Thank you. Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining yes, us racist. here. First there was green. Green, green, technology. green technology. Then there was sustainable. 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 This year there's a hot new environmental buzzword. Net zero. Net zero. Net zero. Net zero. Net Zero is climate meeting insider speak for a sort of ideal state of equilibrium. When a company or country removes the same amount of carbon from the atmosphere as it emits. Theoretically, if every company and nation achieved that, global warming would stop. Imagine that. At the recent World Economic Forum, an impressive list of major companies touted their net zero pledges. After decades of inaction, climbing carbon emissions, and rising temperatures, it appears like something finally might be shifting. You know, we're, we're witnessing really the emergence of a new environmental capitalism. If governments won't fix this, corporations certainly can, right? Probably not. These corporate climate pledges might be worse than just empty promises. They could obstruct efforts to stop climate change before it's too late. We're going to show the three major flaws that make net zero an illusion. The first and biggest flaw, many net zero goals are set way into net the future. Zero by 2030, 2040, 2045. Essentially kicking the can down the road. Meatpacking giant JBS slaughters almost 9 million animals every day. That's a whole lot of methane, diesel fuel, and deforestation. 
JBS announced last year it's going net zero by 2040. JBS, bringing more to the table. But in the last five years, it increased emissions by 50%. 2040 is 18 years away. So it looks a lot like JBS just gave itself 18 more years to pump out the CO2. It's like promising a doctor you'll quit smoking in 18 years. But until then, you ramp up. Now, here's the second problem. This new generation of corporate pledges come with big caveats. Exxon recently committed to net zero by 2050. It's responsible for 762 million tons of greenhouse gas emissions every year, about the same as Germany. This sounds huge. It sounds almost too good to be true. It is. When an oil company says it's going net zero, don't be fooled into thinking the company plans to address emissions from the oil it actually sells. Exxon's net zero pledge doesn't cover 85% of its carbon footprint. That emission is common. Take 10 of the biggest publicly traded companies, only two net zero pledges address the full damage done by their businesses. That's why you always read the fine print. These pledges often rely on technology that's nowhere near ready yet. Remember, companies are promising they'll figure out how to remove carbon from the atmosphere in the future. To be fair, one idea does look sort of promising. It's called direct air capture. Essentially, giant fans suck CO2 out of the atmosphere and store it somewhere safe. But there are just 19 direct air capture plants in the entire world, which in a year can remove the annual emissions of only about 700 Americans. It'll be decades before that technology can be used at scale, if ever. Here's another potential carbon-sucking fix from Jeff Bezos. Nature-based solutions. That's the key. Nature-based solutions. That's usually another way of saying planting trees. Even small things like planting trees can help the planet. Actually, planting trees to offset Amazon's emissions wouldn't be a small thing. To remove the company's current emissions from the air, they'd have to plant 2.5 billion trees, an area the size of Costa Rica, every year. TED Talks, endless panels, and ovations these glitzy events mask a terrifying truth. These corporations don't yet know how to fulfill their science fiction net zero pledges, and they've given themselves decades to figure it out. But outside the boardroom, one thing's certain, the planet's in a full-blown meltdown. And it's definitely not waiting for 2040. My name is Mark McGann. I'm a former senior executive at Uber, and I'm here as a whistleblower. I'm the one who revealed what's become known as the Uber Files. I'd worked in highly stressful environments before. Uber was, was very different. It was very intense. Threats, violence, death threats on social media. And it's only when you come off that kind of hamster wheel and you take a step back that you realize how crazy it all was. As a top lobbyist for Uber, Mark McGann's job was to make friends in high places. His mission? 
paved the way for Uber's global domination, even in cities where its service was illegal. Mark is now coming forward to identify himself as the source of the Uber files, a leak of more than 120,000 confidential documents to The Guardian. The data reveals how Uber broke the law and evaded police, how it used Emmanuel Macron in France, courted oligarchs in Putin's Russia, and held secret meetings with UK cabinet ministers. This is the first time Mark has spoken publicly about what he witnessed and why he leaked the files. So what exactly was it that you were hired to do at Uber? So I was hired by Uber uh, to lead a team of people to develop and implement our strategy to lobby governments across Europe, across Africa, across the Middle East, so that we could enter the market and grow, uh, despite in most cases the rules not allowing Uber to operate. Do you think you and other senior executives at Uber were aware at the time that it was openly flouting the law in cities and countries in which there were licensed taxi regulations? Well, in, in most of the, the countries under my jurisdiction, Uber was not allowed, was not authorised, was not legal. So is it fair then to say in simple terms, the strategy was to knowingly break the law and then change the law? The, 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 the mantra that people repeated from one office to another was uh, the mantra from the top. So don't ask for permission, just launch, hustle, enlist drivers, go out, do the marketing, and quickly people will wake up and see what a great thing Uber is. When you're meeting with presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, city mayors, how difficult was it for you to get those meetings for Uber? It was, I think, unprecedented in, in, in my career to have such easy access to senior members of government, heads of government, heads of state. It was intoxicating. Uh, and I think Uber was at the time in the tech world, perhaps in, in the broader business world, the hottest ticket in town. Uh, and to a certain extent, both on the investor side and also on the political side, people were almost falling over themselves uh, in order to meet with Uber uh, and to hear what we had to offer. One of the things we keep seeing as we've been combing through this data, we found lots of examples of, of you and other Uber executives meeting with UK cabinet ministers, but these meetings were never declared. Like the public would have no reason to know that they'd taken place. Why was that? Well, perhaps these were just a series of administrative oversights, or perhaps it was preferable to keep some things quiet. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask the politicians. Well, what do you think the answer is? Everyone has friends, uh, and people were accepting requests from their friends, uh, and people were reciprocating, and it was no one's interest for that uh, to come to the fore, for that to be made public. So these are basically secret meetings? These are the, the cozy networks that have existed for so long, but still manage to change shape, but still exist. Access to power uh, is not something that is democratized. The impression that Uber was getting a free ride from governments sparked a furious backlash in cities across the world, including in Paris in 2015. Uber's former chief executive, Travis Kalanick, responded to strikes by taxi drivers by ordering a counter-protest. 
When company executives warned it could result in attacks on Uber drivers, Kalanick replied, I think it's worth it. Violence guarantees success. When Travis said, violence guarantees success, what did you think he meant by that? I think he meant that the only way to get governments to change the rules and legalize Uber and allow Uber to grow as Uber wished would be to keep the fight, to keep the controversy burning. And if that meant Uber drivers going on strike, Uber drivers doing uh, a demo in the streets, Uber drivers blocking Barcelona, blocking Berlin, blocking Paris, then that was the way to go. Isn't that dangerous? Of course it's dangerous. It's also, in a way, very selfish, because he was not the guy on the street who has been threatened, who has been attacked, who has beaten, been beaten up, and in some cases, shot. Uber's aggressive tactics were not just endangering the lives of drivers. As the public face of Uber in Europe, McGann became a target for taxi drivers who were angry at their loss of livelihoods. In their eyes, he was an international criminal. I started getting insults on Twitter. Uh, I started getting shouted at at airports, train stations. To the extent that taxi drivers were following me around, they were recording where I lived, they were banging on the door, they were posting pictures online of, of me with friends, with the kids of my friends. And I started to get death threats on Twitter. Um, so Uber said, OK, we need to protect you. So they forced me to have bodyguards uh, anytime I left my home, which was all the time, since I was traveling all the time. In Rome, after meeting the Italian prime minister's advisor, McGann and his colleague were blocked in their limo. We got into a car and we were blocked by an angry mob of taxi protesters and really treating us as if we were the enemy. This is something I'd never encountered. And the anger and, and, and hatred that I witnessed firsthand, I don't hold it against those people who were doing it. Here's a company that was willing to break all the rules and use its money and its power to impact, to destroy what they believe to be, to, to destroy their livelihoods. So they needed somebody to be angry at. They needed somebody to shout at. They needed somebody to intimidate, somebody to threaten. I became that person. Do you hold Uber responsible for the threats you were facing for the hostile environment that you were working in? I hold Uber responsible for the fact that the company didn't change the way it behaved. Its response to violence against one of its senior executives was to give the guy bodyguards. There was no change in behavior, no change in tactics, no change in tone. It was keep the fight, keep the fire burning. Could you not have done more at the time you were working at Uber to complain about some of these practices internally? This was not a culture where you could actually stand up uh, and question the company's decisions or the company's strategy uh, or the company's practices. Uh, so ultimately, I realized that I was having no impact, that I was wasting my time at the company. Uh, and that feeling uh, at that point in my career combined with the fact that I was worried not just for my own safety, but the safety of my family and my friends, you know, I, I resigned. How would you respond to the suggestion 
that you're leaking this material out of vengeance against the company? I, I think people need to look at the facts that I'm helping to expose. Certainly, I have had my grievances with Uber in the past. What I'm doing isn't easy, uh, but I believe it's the right thing. Do you feel partly responsible and culpable for the lives that you see drivers now living? Yes, I do. And I am partly responsible. And that's my motivation for doing what I'm doing uh, in being a whistleblower. It's, it, obviously, it's not an easy thing to do. But because I was there, I was there at that time. I was the one talking to governments. I was the one pushing this with the media. I was the one telling people that they should change the rules because drivers were going to benefit and people were going to get so much economic opportunity that when that turned out not to be the case, we had actually sold people a lie. How can you have a clear conscience if you don't stand up and own your contribution to how people are being treated today? So is this for you about making amends? It's about making amends. It's about doing the right thing. Look, I own what I did. But if it turns out that what I was trying to persuade governments, ministers, prime ministers, presidents, and drivers turned out to be horribly, horribly wrong and untrue, then it's incumbent upon me to go back and say, I think we made a mistake. And I think to the extent that people want me to help, I want to play a role in trying to correct that mistake. Hello and welcome to BBC World News. I'm Tanya Beckett. The Ukrainian port city of Odessa has been hit by a missile attack, raising doubts about an agreement reached just 24 hours ago to resume grain exports. Russia had promised not to attack any cargo ships carrying grain out of Odessa or the port itself. But local reports suggest today's strike damaged port infrastructure. Ukraine says Russia would be to blame if the grain export agreement now collapsed. Moscow has not made any comment on the attack. The UN Secretary-General, who only yesterday helped broker the grain deal, has unequivocally condemned this attack. And this is the reaction of America's ambassador to Kiev, Bridget Brink. She describes the attack on Odessa as outrageous, saying the Kremlin continues to weaponize food. Russia must be held to account. Paul Adams is in Kiev with the latest on the strikes. Well, it does seem as though uh, the port was hit. And in fact, the uh, spokesman for Ukraine's air defense forces said that the missile struck at precisely the point where grain was being stored. Uh, we do not have that independently confirmed. Uh, we know that there were a number of missiles involved in this attack this morning. 
Uh, at least a couple of them seem to have been intercepted. There was a video that appears to show that uh, right over the beach in Odessa. But at least one of these missiles did land on the ground, and it does seem as though it hit the port. Now, we don't know where the missiles came from. Uh, we can see from videos circulating online that they appear to be cruise missiles. Uh, the general assumption is that these were Russian missiles, uh, but Russia, as you say, has said nothing about this. But coming on the back of the agreement yesterday uh, signed in Istanbul, in which both the Ukrainians and Russians agreed not to do anything that would jeopardize uh, the export of Ukrainian grain from Odessa, it does seem as though uh, whoever was responsible for this attack seemed pretty intent on wrecking it before it's even begun. Paul Adams there. Ukrainian MP Alexei Goncharenko, who represents Odessa, gave us his reaction to the strikes. Unfortunately, yesterday I said it when the agreement was signed that we can't believe Russians. And once again, they showed to the world that they do not respect any agreements and that Putin wants as much chaos in the world as possible. So he made this brutal attack today, less than in 24 hours after signing of the agreement, just to disrupt it, just to show that he will continue uh, to prevent Ukrainian grain to appear on the world food market. He continues this terror against people because he is like, he's acting like a terrorist, food terrorist. He took as a hostages hundreds of millions of people throughout the whole planet. Uh, those who are starving, those who are suffering from high food prices. And he continues to do it. An MP from Odessa in Ukraine. You will see that uh, in your program, uh, I'm speaking at five o'clock. <clears throat> so it's five o'clock. So let me make it brief, comrades, because we're an hour and a half late. Um, we've convened, of course, here to say, uh, to pay tribute uh, to a revolutionary and to say uh, the final farewell to, to her. And uh, all of us have spoken very, very well indeed um, to explain why, why Comrade Jesse won that particular accolade of being called a revolutionary. And as a, as a revolutionary, Comrade Jesse would have understood, understood a number of things. One of them was that as revolutionaries and as a revolutionary movement, uh, we really exist to serve the people. Yeah. It's what justifies our existence. To serve the people with no expectation of any reward to these revolutionaries, except the reward of fulfilling the aspirations of the people. Another lesson she would have learned, and she did, as a revolutionary was to respect the truth. Always to respect the truth.
So today we, we pay this tribute to this revolutionary, who among other things as a revolutionary is identified by those two factors, service to the people and respect for the truth. Now I'm quite certain that uh, many of us uh, today and, and other days have made the correct statement that we need to, to honor the legacy, the legacy of this revolutionary, Comrade Jesse Duarte. And indeed, we would all of us be saying, long live the spirit of Comrade Jesse Duarte, quite correctly. Now, comrades, in my view, to, to honor that legacy and to respect what we mean when we say long, long live her spirit means there are a number of things that we must do. I'm talking particularly about the comrades in the ANC and maybe even broadly in the alliance. I'll be very brief about these matters because we've run out of time. But they are important to respect what we ourselves say when we say we honor the legacy of Comrade Jesse Duarte. It must mean some things practical, not slogans. The last ANC National Conference in December in 2017, it took an important decision. And that decision said that the ANC must renew itself. And it said, for its own survival, that the, if the ANC did not renew itself, it will perish. This is four and a half years later. National uh, Policy Conference of the ANC is meeting in a week's time. And on that agenda, one of the matters is the renewal of the ANC. A very, very simple, straightforward matter. One of the things we're meeting to discuss is what, in fact, do we understand by renewal of the ANC four and a half years later? So I'm saying, comrades, one, that's one of the things we must address. Yeah. It's a challenging task, it's a challenging job, because even in the 49th conference, National Conference of the ANC, which was in December 1994, even then, comrades at conference were saying, we've begun to inherit people into the ranks of the ANC who are not ANC. People are coming into the organization in order to use it as a stepladder to positions of state power in order to accumulate wealth for themselves. That statement, that message has been made in all conferences of the ANC since then. 
So I'm saying renewal is going to mean more among other things. Ridding ourselves of these people who've joined the movement for self for self-service, to serve themselves, to enrich themselves. It's a very good, a difficult challenge. We will have to go beyond deciding what is the definition to acting on the renewal. That is to honor the legacy of Comrade Jess. Correctly, the movement says that we face with challenges of unemployment, of poverty, inequality. Very correct. In terms of our commitment to serve the people, we have to address those issues. But the fact of the matter, comrades, is that as I'm standing here, as we're sitting, all of us here, we do not have an agreed national plan to address these challenges. We don't have it. There is no national plan to address these challenges of poverty, unemployment, inequality. It doesn't exist. I'm saying to service, to serve the people, it requires that we, we, we address this. The Comrade President Cyril Ramaphosa, when he delivered the State of the Nation address in February, that's why he said, in a hundred days, there must be agreed a comprehensive social compact to address these matters. Nothing has happened. Nothing. Yeah. I'm saying to, to honor the legacy of Comrade Jesse, we've got to do something about that. Yeah. We must address local government. Um, you see, know all of these reports from the Auditor General that always come out and point a figure at the councils, particularly which are led by the ANC. That level of government which is directly in contact with the people every day. What message are we communicating to these masses? I think part of the crisis in terms of local government is illustrated by what is happening in Mangaung. Paralyzed until national government has to intervene. And who are these people who are paralyzed in the Mangaung municipality? It's ANC people. They're fighting among themselves. That's nothing to do with serving the people of South Africa. It's got something else. Who are these people? In Mangaung, who call themselves ANC, but in fact paralyze local government. I think we can all see the growth of lawlessness in our society. It's very visible. Every day you see all of these terrible crimes being committed. The other day, was it yesterday, 
People with guns just march into a supermarket in Pinoni and uh, broad daylight. What are we doing about that? The new general secretary of the South African Communist Party, I think it was yesterday, he made a very a statement that worried me greatly. And he said, uh, our leadership is failing to discharge its responsibility to lead. He said the country is uh, on autopilot. And went on to say that uh, one of his fears is that uh, when that leadership wake up, wakes up to these responsibilities, it will be at the moment when the plane is about to crash. We may differ with that statement, but I think that it was made by general secretary of the party means there is something that is wrong. We can't dismiss, just, just dismiss that statement. I think to honor the legacy of Comrade Jesse, these are matters that we have to attend to. One of my fears, comrades, is that one of these days, we're talking about this with Comrade Mohammed, we're going to have our own version of the Arab Spring. You remember what happened in Tunisia, in Tunis, when that Arab Spring started? He was a street hawker vendor who got abused by the police. They beat him up and destroyed what he was ever he was selling. And that got the country angry. That's how that massive uprising took place, started in Tunisia. It's because the problems were brewing under the surface. They just needed only that thing, a little spark. I'm saying one of my fears is that one of, one of these days is going to happen to us. You can't have so many people unemployed, so many people poor, people faced with this lawlessness I'm talking about, faced with a leadership in which they see these ANC people one after another are called corrupt. one day it's going to explode. I've been very fortunate in the last two weeks or so to get uh, invitations from our provincial leaders in a number of provinces. So I've been going around a bit. And I'm very, very glad that uh, I've had that opportunity because it's brought me closer to ordinary members of the ANC. And there are many, many, many ordinary members of the ANC who are as concerned as you and I are about the state of the ANC. Who are not corrupt, who want to do something that this ANC of theirs becomes the ANC that is always being.
That gives hope, comrades. Hope that uh, we can indeed do the things, do the things that would show our respect for the legacy of Comrade Jesse Duarte. So we reposition ourselves to, so that this process of the renewal of the country of service to the people, uh, of doing all of these things that are going to mean truly a better life for the people, that they happen. That even for the movement, we address one of the things that Comrade Jesse addressed very correctly. When we're sitting there talking with the Deputy President and Comrade Mohammed, we're saying um, we're very, very glad that we've had this attendance here. But there are many, many South Africans who are not here. Comrade just raised this thing very sharply. Non-racialism is very, very fundamental to our movement. And that victory against racism and against South Africa to produce that non-racial South Africa must also reflect itself in us. We have to be a non-racial movement, but we're not. And because we're sitting here on the platform, we can see we're not a non-racial audience. It's a pointer to something that's wrong. Comrades, long live the spirit of Comrade Jesse Duarte. And we say, as we say that, we mean that we are truly, truly going to honor her legacy by attending to these things that I've tried to mention. Amanda. Thanks. Thank, thank you, thank you, President Becky. Thank you very much. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on. All right. That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to I, I will call every that's three minutes. You've you gone past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see you all on Monday. Maui, my beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.